Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with Andrew Velez and Joel Dells. And this is now episode 157. In this episode, we are going to be previewing the offseason for the AFC East and West. And we'll also talk about the NFL partnering with the XFL, along with news about Trey Lance's development. A quick Patreon shout out to Dylan, Joel is the GOAT, Mayo, Andre, Matthew, Reese, Peter, Daniel, Sean, Ben, Mickey, William, Tyler, Ruthless Rooster, Sensei Stevie, Joel B, S.A. Crimes, Kevin S., Eagle, Dalla, Tizzy, Corey, Get Funkoed, Dylan, Playboy, Orlando, Chris, Big Chuck, Michael, Greg, Cole, On Bloods, Cuz, Liam, T. Grove, Tua Sucks, On Car, Ryan, Epic Lankiness, Travis Ball, Aaron Moran, Matthew Jimenez, It's Black Ace, Anthony, BJ, PJs, Burner Hoops, Langston, Jazzy Juice, Johannes, Ruben, Ricky, Enzo, Sean, Muffins, John, Sean Triplett, Court Cousins, Ben Mack, P. George, Hakari, Mateen, Dave Two Freedom, and Jay Aqua. Good old Jay Aqua, baby. Can't beat him. Let's We're at 60 Patreons now. Shout out to you guys. The, the list is getting hefty. It's getting really sure. long. I don't know. Everybody that's out there listening, drop in the comments at what number of Patreons should we stop stop reading all the names. We'll only read the ones that are new subscribers for the month, though. I don't know. We have to find out something. No. It's getting really long. My I mouth is already say, dry. Yeah. We're My at mouth what, 50, is dry right now. 50 something right now? I mean, something? dude, we do a, a three hour podcast. Like, you're going to be talking about You're telling regardless. them to suck it up. Like, exa- that's exactly what I'm saying. That's, right. that's exactly what I'm saying. You're actually right. That's a good point. Thank you. But I don't know. There's something about saying these names and these the are the fear. people that make us. All right. No, that's Fair absolutely point. a fact. And to piggyback off that fact, you know, our main goal here, at least me personally, is sponsorships are cool. They're what runs content creators. Keep but the lights on. Hopefully we can build a space to where we are people funded because ultimately this is a show for you guys and we yeah. don't want to compromise our show. So we'll take the sponsorships, but we are people for sure. Funded no for doubt. sure. Community built. Yes. I actually, I was on TikTok and somebody mentioned something about how self being self-made is not actually true. Nobody is self-made and it's just capitalist propaganda for people to feed their own egos because in reality, everybody's community made, you know, somebody on YouTube, you know, they could be grinding on YouTube and get a lot of subscribers and they could say I'm self-made, you know, cause you know, I put in the work, but in the end, are you really self-made when people are watching you and tuning into your content? You're community made, you're community built. So it's not self-made, it's actually community built. I thought that was a pretty cool concept. That is it makes sense. Hundred percent. I mean, you think about a, a CEO getting to the top, he didn't get out he didn't get to that spot without the boss before him, without people actually getting him into that position. You worked hard without a doubt, but he had mentors along the way. Yeah, and I think when when somebody says you're not self-made, it's kind of like People take it as he doesn't think I worked hard for what I got. It's not about not working hard. It's about acknowledging the fact that your hard work alone isn't the reason why you got to where you got to. There's a lot of luck involved. There's a lot of people that built you up involved in that process. For sure. It was a really cool, cool concept. I like that. You know, I thought about it and I was like, I'm never going to use self-made again. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm never gonna use that again. I was like, oh man, sometimes TikTok gives you some videos that just hit you, like they're catered to you specifically. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, I needed that. Now nah, that's sure. how I'm feeling about the this too shall pass. Do you guys see that video with Tom Hanks at the round tables? Like, I don't know who I forget who's who was there off the time. I remember now that I'm thinking about it. It's like Adam Sandler, all these famous people and they were saying like if you feel shitty, if you're not feeling great, this too shall pass. If you're feeling if you're feeling great, you feel like this you got all pass. the answers, this too shall pass. Can't let your highs get too high. You can't you can't, can't let your lows, get, lows too low. get too low, man. Amen. You know, I was looking at something pretty interesting about TikTok and how TikTok in China is much different than the States. How so? TikTok in China, they feed people. This is getting political. They feed people that are on the app. They feed them like educational videos and self-betterment videos in that sense um, where, you know, us, we get fed like sports debates and dances and, and, you know, dumbass videos. So they're like, yeah, maybe TikTok is, you know, a, a company from China. Yeah. So maybe they feed the U.S. that on purpose, like that country on purpose to make us dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like the same stuff we're going to watch on YouTube anyway or whatever, yeah. you know, so. It's a for know. you page. It's for you. I don't know. My dad's YouTube recommended is so much different than mine. His YouTube recommended is a bunch of it's it's politics. It's also like science. Well, is that what he's watching on his YouTube? It, it's geeky stuff. Yeah, yeah it is definitely. Sure, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's yeah. the same thing. Like you're recommended your for you page. When you go on YouTube, what's your what's your homepage look like? It's mostly sports. There is some science stuff in there. I I'm a low key nerd when it comes to like uh, space and stuff like that. Like I learned, learned about the universe. You know the and grass music. Tyson's your guy. I I love him actually. I got his book. Um, I forgot it's like astrophysics for people in a hurry or something like that. I honestly, <laughs> I read like half of it and I thought it was going to be much more dumbed down, but even the first chapter is just very, very like heavy on science. So I couldn't like really get involved without Googling every other word. But yeah, mostly that and like music. Now mine is pick aside podcast. And do you know who Chiz plays is? No, he plays super Mario baseball. For some reason, man, I just I find myself you. watching him every yeah, single time. Yeah, I get some video time. games too, like some Madden videos or 2K. It's because I absolutely miss playing Super Mario Baseball, and I'm absolutely begging for them to make one for the Nintendo Switch. My homepage is most of the time, like, Marcellus Wiley goes, or who's this guy? Marcus Spears on, like, NFL yeah. Live? Or, like, Dan Orlovsky, like, Dan Orlovsky goes crazy <laughs> uh, debating Stafford, and it's like like a thumbnail of him, like, yeah, and it's not even from the original ESPN channel. It's like a third party channel that uploads those videos. Facts, I get a bunch. It's of like those too. Colin yeah. Coward calls Rogers out, says he's a fraud. I saw. I this like cool those videos. I'm sorry, bro. I like those because those are like immediately after the show is like ran. It's like the show will be on. They'll clip it, put it on YouTube, so they get a bunch of views immediately. I saw this cool video. I think it was on TikTok. They were talking about like thumbnails and how it gains people's attention and they saw like when you have those extravagant faces and stuff like that like that grabs people's attention more than like having words or like different pictures and stuff like that i have to find the video it was interesting though that's true that that's true but i feel like sometimes i go on youtube and i see people that have horrible thumbnails have so many views like there are some people out there that have really bad thumbnails how horrible are you talking i'm talking about like you made it on a phone (laughs) <laughs> and it looks it looks like it's your first time making anything. How many it, views? Like hundred plus thousand. I don't want to call anybody out, but it's just uh-huh. you know I just recognize that. That's interesting. I don't know. Maybe it depends on people. Do, do thumbnails really matter? 
That's an interesting question. I think they do, but it does. how yeah. much do they matter at a certain point? I have point. to find that video. I'll share it with you guys. This episode, the football season ended, which means that we are going to be talking about the offseason, AFC East and AFC West. We're going to go over the AFC East first. The number one team in the division, the Buffalo Bills with an 11-6 record. They lost to KC in the divisional round 36-42 to in overtime. What's missing for the Bills to take that next step what do they need to do this offseason for me i still think it's to adjust the running back situation it's not the reason that they lost to kansas city as we were talking about a little bit before the show however devin singletary started to kick up towards the end of the season and it actually started to feel as if they really were starting to get this run game in that right direction for this playoff push to get to the super bowl now you get to this chiefs game and He was basically irrelevant for them. Josh Allen was that leading rusher that he had been for them all season. And again, it's not the reason that they lost. And the reason that they lost is the next need that they have for me, ironically, is cornerback position. Trey White going down for them was absolutely huge. They needed another corner on the outside to come defend against these primetime receivers or or these weapons that Kansas City has or a team like Kansas City uh, will be throwing at them. They need secondary help. I wouldn't spend top dollar on a running back. We, we, we understand that that's not necessary, but there are running back options in the free agent market right now that you can get for a relatively cheap, a relatively cheap price tag. Melvin Gordon, he said that he wants to come back to Denver, but if I'm Denver, I understand I have a primetime young running back in Javante Williams. I don't necessarily think we need to bring him back. That's a, a very cheap option that has shown that he still has more than enough left in the tank to be a viable option for them, both in the pass and in the run game. Leonard Fournette is another one that's very intriguing to me, too. He might be a little bit more pricey given the fact that he just had a, a very fantastic season, especially through the air, where he was at a point leading the league in receptions for the running back position. He's going to be a little bit more expensive than Melvin Gordon will be, but in in that in this offense, you plug in Leonard Fournette, things get very intriguing because you have Josh Allen, who's already a threat to with his legs. Forget about it. We already know how great he is with his arm. He's one of the best throwing quarterbacks in the league, arguably the best throwing quarterback in the league, probably the best dual-threat quarterback in terms of running the football and throwing the football. You have Stephon Diggs, who's a primetime number one wide receiver in the NFL, top top five wide receiver in the NFL, debatably. And you bring in now Leonard Fournette, who gives you this versatility of being a great run in between the tackles, run outside, a, a, a pass-catching back. Pair that with a Gabriel Davis, who was exciting in the playoffs. Hopefully he takes that next step going into the season. This offense could get really dynamic now onto the cornerback position. I don't know if it's really worth it to go after a prime time guy. Kyle Fuller's a, a free agent, right? I don't know. I don't think the Broncos will bring him back out. Ironically, the two guys that I'm saying, three guys that I'm saying that they should go after. Kyle Fuller would be a cheap option, especially because their, their cash base is not that much. They only have 9.4. So they have to be very meticulous of where they're going to spend it. I would not be opposed of getting a, a, a old veteran that has great upside and or or maybe even a Gilmore. You might have to give him a little bit more. He might be a little bit too expensive, but if this is your one hole you need to address, you I would rather you go out and 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 sign the cornerback and draft a running back and because you're more likely to hit on a running back in these later rounds than you are of a prime time cornerback. Stephon Gilmore is towards the end of his career who still has a, a little bit left in the tank, 
And if you're telling him that he's going to be in a position to compete for a championship, I'm sure that he'll definitely play up to par and, and plug in perfectly. I'm under the assumption that the Bills would have won the Super Bowl had they gotten past the Kansas City Chiefs, without a doubt. Luck wasn't on their side. The coin toss wasn't on their side. Uh, they did it to happened. themselves. They it did happened. to themselves. I don't think their need is running back. I really don't. They've taken Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. They drafted them with second-round picks. So they have, they have allocated high-end resources in the running back position. They just didn't pick the right guys. They just missed, but it's also not on them only. The Bills' run blocking isn't very good. Um, you look at their free agents, um, Jerry Hughes, Mario Addison, Emmanuel Sanders, Harrison Phillips, Levi Wallace, Mitch Trubisky. Out of those guys, <laughs> Mitch. Yeah, how, out of those guys who I'm bringing back, Harrison Phillips, I think he's a must guy. Yeah. You have to bring him back. Jerry Hughes, got to bring him back. Everybody else can go. But even then, they have minus $4.7 million in cap space. So the goal is to get over the cap so they can make signings. I wouldn't be surprised if Cole Beasley's a cap casualty. They can save $6 million if they cut him. I don't think they'll cut him, though, because Brandon Bean has talked about how he wants him, he wants him in Buffalo. A.J. Klein, they can save $5.2 million. Darryl Williams... They can save six point three million last year. I'm talking about the 2021, the 2020 season. He was good, but in 2021 he struggled. He's not a good run blocker, and that's why the Bills don't have a good running game. And John Feliciano, they re-signed him from last season, but they can save three point four million if they cut him. He's also not a good run blocker. I'd cut them both. And with restructures to Stephon Diggs, Mitch Morris, Micah Hyde, and Jordan Poyer. They can create up to $46.4 million in cap space just off that alone. So am I looking at a running back in free agency? I'm not. I, I think you look at the guards available, Lakin Tomlinson, who has proved himself in the 49ers offense. He's a great run blocker. I bring him in. Mark Glowinski from Indianapolis. Connor Williams is, a, is an upgrade, I think. Austin Corbett. And right tackle, Morgan Moses, Bobby Massey. They're both okay pass blockers. They excel in run blocking a lot. And signing a veteran corner, I think, for one, they have to bring back Levi Wallace. Levi Wallace is a must guy they have to bring back. Trey White getting healthy. I think they're they're missing a slot. I like Teron Johnson a lot as well, but I think they can use one more guy. Maybe you get a guy like Chris Harris who wants a championship, who goes to Buffalo for a minimum deal. Patrick Peterson's not out of the question, or a Desmond King who just played in Houston. That's not out of the, out of the question. With running back, this draft class has a lot of good running backs. Isaiah Spiller, Kenneth Walker, um, Brees Hall, Kyron Williams, James Cook. There's a lot of guys. Because of that, I would draft a running back instead of signing one. I'm with you there. And I have a potential depth chart for the Bills of Josh Allen, offensively at least. Josh Allen, Kenneth Walker, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Dawson Knox, Deion Dawkins, Bates, who started at guard for them this past season, Mitch Morse, Connor Williams, and Morgan Moses. I think that's an upgraded offensive line. And with those run blockers in place, I think their running game can flourish. That's a solid lineup. I think I look at this Bills team, and there's not many glaring holes. Like We're going to get into some teams <laughs> later that definitely have some bigger holes in them because they have the most important position secured, being quarterback, 
Um, they had their number one receiver, their number one corner. They had their left tackle. So the most important positions on the team, they really have set. The one hole, if anything, that I really think they need to address is edge. You mentioned Mario Addison, Jerry Hughes, both can be free agents this year. Addison led the team in sacks with seven, and even still, he's getting up there in age along alongside Jerry Hughes. Gregory Rousseau. Greg Rousseau is someone who who they drafted recently who could fill one of those spots. Um, but I agree, right? I think there there is some areas where they could free up cap space because you know there's going to be when you go on any of these websites, spell track over the cap, whatever it might be, it's going to say nine million, ten million. But there's going to be a lot of things behind the scenes when it comes to cap casualties, restructures that are going to give these teams extra funds and extra money. So it's hard to just look at it and like. A one sentence view. They have ten million in free, in, free, in, uh, in cap space because it, it really is more than that. But I'm surprised now that you guys said wide receiver. Um, I think they have their number one guy, obviously, in Stephon Diggs. I know Gabe Davis had the 200 yard, four touchdown game against Kansas City. He was phenomenal. But his first two years in the league, he hasn't gone over 600 yards. Right? I think he's a fine depth wide receiver. I don't look at him as being the future number two wide receiver of the Buffalo Bills. And when I look at all the teams, or most of the teams at least, who really went far in the playoffs. You have to have multiple explosive weapons on offense. And honestly, when we were going through all of these teams, almost all of them, I said they could use a receiver because that's just the way the game's going. So I think Cole Beasley is fine in the slot. You have Stephon Diggs. I don't know if they're going to get crazy. I don't think they're going to go out and spend big on a Mike Williams or trade for a Calvin Ridley, although I wouldn't be opposed because the more weapons you give to Josh Allen, it's only going to improve his game and improve your chances to win those shootouts against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, a few other positions I had of need cornerback you guys mentioned that as well Trey White coming off the tour in ACL Levi Wallace pending free agent Teron Johnson you said was pretty good in the slot this past season um no outside corner outside yeah, yeah, yeah. I when I looked at PFF I saw he played a lot in the slot this year oh, okay you're probably right you're probably um so I don't know the veteran route is somewhere they could go if they free up the money I also think you know where they're picking in the draft they could potentially go corner I've seen a few mocks having Trent McDuff from Washington Andrew Booth from Clemson those are two guys who could come in potentially be the cornerback two of the future um, when I look at the <laughs> defensive line, we mentioned edge, but even the interior, Ed Oliver has been really solid for them. I also think Harrison Phillips is someone they should definitely be bringing back. They don't have too much depth aside of that. Um, someone in the draft I saw would be um, Wyatt from Georgia, someone who could step in and immediately be an upgrade if they don't bring back Harrison Phillips. Um, and the last one, not a huge need, but linebacker possibly with Matt Milano really only being the stable linebacker there. Tremaine Edmonds. You had a couple guys, AJ Klein, Tremaine Edmonds, not the best. You could He's upgrade. A pro he was a pro bowler? Tremaine Edmonds, yeah. So was Mac Jones. Two-time pro bowler. Who was also a pro bowler that I said in the Discord this past... Now, nah, Tremaine Edmonds is dead nice, though. I don't know why I disrespected him. He's he's okay. I forgot who we we looked up in the pro bowl this past year, and we... Tremaine <sighs> Edmonds is... He is pretty solid. I can't remember now. And he's young. Yeah, he's a first-round pick. You know, they got, him from the, they got him from the uh, Mahomes trade. Open oh, they uh, traded up. It was Deion Dawkins, Edmonds, and Allen. Okay, so maybe it's not a huge need. Um, no, no, I'm, I'm playing. Is they from the Mahomes trade? They got Trey White, Deion Dawkins, and I think Edmonds. It's or it's one of those. It's two of those three combinations. Uh, damn, I wish I remember what player we looked at the Pro Bowl. We were talking. He's about not good in coverage, but yeah, okay, not not a huge need, but somewhere I think I think they could upgrade because whatever. Um, but yeah, but I think the one that stood out to me was receiver that you guys didn't say. I think you go upgrade the wide receiver to position. Gabe Davis more of a depth guy to me. I disagree with that. And the reason I do is because you look at the stats, 600 yards, yeah, it doesn't pop out at you. But circumstance, context comes into play. He couldn't beat out a 34-year-old Manuel Sanders. In 2020, the receiving core was Stephon Diggs, John Brown coming off in a 1,000-yard season, and Cole Beasley, who, was, who also had a 1,000-yard season 
the previous year as well. Gabe Davis was a rookie last year. This year, Sanders was brought in to be the wide receiver number two, and they were gonna. It was Diggs, Sanders, and Beasley. You talk about his age, thirty four. Okay, I get it, but Emmanuel Emmanuel Sanders had just come off. I, but there was plenty of games where Emmanuel missed this past year, and we didn't, it's not like we saw Gabe Davis have these huge blow up games outside of KC. I'm just saying, when I've turned on Buffalo Bills games. Gabe Davis always makes a play. Well, you think Auden Tate also makes plays. Nah, so I don't has. really trust you when it comes to receivers. It's two different guys. It's Gabe, two Davis different guys. Yeah, Gabe Davis gets burned. Gabe, Gabe Davis. <laughs> He's not inactive. He's not a healthy scratch. Gabe, <laughs> Gabe Davis always makes a play. And I, since his rookie season, I, whenever I looked at that guy, I was like, okay, that guy has potential to be a star. He, I don't think stars. He just had 200 repertoire. yards in a playoff game. I understand that. That would That's literally a third of the yards he had in the entire season this past year. So why can't he take that momentum into next season and then blossom? I, th- he I think sure he's, he could. I he think has a quarterback to put him in a position he to does, be successful. This isn't just hype. I think he's going to have a breakout year next year. When I, I look so at the rest of the AFC, who they're going to compete with, okay, the Bengals have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. The Chiefs have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. The Bills have Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. But there's no amazing secondary that's going to stop them regardless right now in the AFC. The, the sec- who they're going up against doesn't I don't care about because they have you Josh say Allen. that you say that but that but there you go so why you does say it really that matter? but that receiving core that offense led by Josh Allen was able to almost beat KC almost yeah and I, listen I'm just, that I'm just no, no, no. let that me just offense ask you left the field winning that's what we should say let they me ju- let me just ask you this question had they faced the Bengals you think the Bills offense torches the Bengals defense I'm sure the Bills score with these. Ah, that that Bengals defense was really good. No, they, they played phenomenal. I don't want to knock them, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying the Bills. I feel like, at least in my heart of hearts, they would be champions, champions? had they got in back. Had in, had Jesus they got in past Casey. We're talking well, you, about the yeah, team that also you just, lost. He loves to throw away yeah, the Stafford and Bowl, the hypotheticals. So. Also, no, no, I'm yeah, just saying. Just I mean, come on, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Stafford. Who am I going? For? Who am I going for? I don't know. You're you going serious? for your guy Burrow. What happened? Hey, offensive uh, line uh, choked. I would, I'm I would like to upgrade from Gabe Allen Davis. Gabe Davis, bro. he was what a fifth round pick. I want to say not someone who was highly touted out of so, college. So, so was I, I, You definitely see receivers who have those high draft capital tend to break out and have successful careers outside of the guys who draft in the fifth, sixth, seventh round. All right, real quick, but just, we've seen it from Gabe Davis. Though. Just, just we saw one game. Uh, one game. We saw one game. We, we, he has flashes, and he had moments this. in the playoffs last year as well. I've seen I've seen flashes here and there. We're going to your right, three now. I'll make it. I'll make it. Uh, I'll throw in a name just to appease you. Allen Robinson. Does he intrigue you? Yeah. Would you give a, him the? Br- do you over. think he would come to Buffalo on a pay cut? Relatively. Mm. Wait. So you're telling me Allen Robinson, a guy who had 400 yards last season, he had 400. That's what I'm asking. He's gonna have to take a pay cut. He he stayed or he was hesitant to sign the the tag because he wanted to get a long term contract. He kind of shot himself well, we, in the foot. We talked about this last episode. He could sign a one-year deal with, I brought up KC, but yeah, team. still. Do you think that? I would love that for them. Yeah. I think I think Al Robinson's without do you think a doubt it's likely? Do you Davis. think it's likely? Probably not. I think, I don't know. It's it's yeah. hard to say now. Because if, if someone's going to go out and give Allen Robinson a three-year deal with mm. the money secured, he's probably going to take that over a one-year prove-it deal. Because after the one-year prove-it deal, I think he's going to be 29 Probably yeah. right, yeah. like he's around 27, 28. Yeah. I want to say he's 28 right now. Yeah, so you know his his he has one more big contract left in him. Man, this Gabe Davis slander is not sitting right. It's with not me. slander. I don't like it. I don't like it's it not either. slander. I don't like it at all. I just I see a guy who the first two years he put up 600 yards. He wasn't able to beat out an an aging Emmanuel Sanders. Even when Emmanuel Sanders, good. even when he was out, he's got the name. Gabe still. Davis didn't. It's not like he kicked up and put up 800 yards this year. Like 
He was a guy. I think if you could upgrade, because that's what this league is going to, you need multiple pass catchers. This isn't, sure, am I knocking Gabe Davis? Yes, but it's more so if I could upgrade and get a great wide receiver too, I'm not stopping that because I'm like, well, Gabe Davis might have the breakout year now. I'm not buying it. We saw a 200-yard game. In I, one one game, we saw Mike White put up 300 yards. Like, one game doesn't you're do talking, anything for me. You're talking about, come on. Like, come but on. I know, but we're come talking on. about a one-game sample size. We could go through the list of a billion players who had a crazy one games. Right. I mean, he played 14 games this season, Emmanuel. How many did he start? Emmanuel? Yep. 14. What do you mean? So he, he missed two games. Three. Three. Okay, three. I feel like he's I he was banged up. With, I feel like he was banged bro, up with injuries, though. Gabe, I feel like he was in and out. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you honestly. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So let's 13, put it 14, into context. 14. Gabe Davis had 600 yards as a wide receiver, number four. Joel, I'm curious to see uh, real quick. If he's number two, finish. is he not putting up a thousand? I think Gabe Davis has that potential. I think he does have the potential. He's I don't think he's putting up a thousand yards. So you're you'd rather take the gamble on Allen Robertson who just came. I'm off not. I'm not saying give him a huge deal, but if he wants to come on a one year prove it, I'm not. Stopping no, on a one year prove it, you're, you're turning feel, that down. On a one year prove it, I feel personally that the Bills are fine offensively, outside of their run blockers. Oh, that's it. Running back. I, I feel like you can find. You don't have to well, sign. One. Say, they don't have I, to. No, sign. I agree. But you can still get one for cheap. Melvin they Gordon just, they will come have cheap. to upgrade the offensive line. Specifically, the right side of the offensive line. <clears throat> yep. I think John Feliciano and Daryl Williams. I just don't think they're enough. They're not good run blocking. They need to upgrade that. I think outside of that, was the Bills' high defensive ranking this past season a bit flawed? Yes. So, do I add some pieces there? Absolutely. But ultimately, in terms of weapons, I, I if you bring if you have Cole Beasy, Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs with Dawson Knox, who had a breakout year last season, no I really don't see how Josh that's not gonna, he's going to make it worth. He's going to make it work. Don't get me wrong. I agree with but that. But I would love to upgrade because you got Cole Beasley's agent, Emmanuel's a free agent, like and you so you're looking at Gabe Davis, Stephon Diggs, and Dawson Knox. I understand, but he wasn't hyper targeted. Like he did, he was just extremely efficient this past season. And but he's not this guy who's going to get ten targets a game. He shouldn't most likely. be. He shouldn't be. He's what? extremely athletic. Ten targets a game. I know. Ten targets a lot. I mean, we're talking. That's an extreme. That's he's just exaggerating you know his point. It's Dawson Knox not has be a focal point of this offense. He he has the ability to to be though. Knox Dawson Knox. Yes, you think he'd be like a top five tight end in this I, league? I, I mean, he led the league in touchdowns no. this year. So did Robert for the Tunyon tight end, for the tight end position. So did Robert Tunyon last. But last we also season. have to understand who his quarterback was. I, I know, but Aaron Rodgers, his Josh touch, Allen, his touchdown percentage to be is going to be ridiculously high. That's yeah, going to no, come down. Listen, next year. I don't doubt that. To end off this segment for the Bills offseason preview, just give me one player you want them to go after. That this is like okay, if the Bills get one guy, that's the guy. Stephon Gilmore. I was I was also going to go corner. Um, I don't. They might go the veteran route, but I also think going in the draft, being that late twenties range, they could get a McDuffie, who is the cornerback one on some people, some people's boards. Stephon Gilmore one was kind of crazy because I don't know if they have money for that, but if they do, that he used to play for them. Contracts, union. contracts I'm looking at right now for Stephon Gilmore are like two years, twenty two, twenty three million. I also like George Pickens from Georgia, who might not be a first-round pick, big body, someone who dealt with injuries, but I think he's going to test well at the combine. My guy's Lakin Tomlinson. Right guard, can really solidify their running game. Fair enough. I hope they don't cut Mitch Morse. There's talks about that happening, that they might cut him, they might release him. 
we'll see what happens. But my guys, Lake and Tomlinson, if they can do that, I think the they'll, they'll improve shooters. their run block. And Joel. Run blocking. <laughs> <laughs> That's a segment. When looking at this next team, the New England Patriots, I was kind of shocked at how much of a hole they are actually in, in terms of the money they money. have, mm-hmm. the free agents that they it's have. Like the bag last offseason, that'll do it. They went 10-7 and seven <clears throat> this past season. They lost to the Bills 17-47. And in reviewing this Patriots team, knowing they lost by this much in the playoffs, I asked myself, is there anything they can do in free agency to shorten up the deficit? And I've, I came away with no. I, they're free agents. Long Devin list. McCourty. Long list. Trent Brown. Deontay Dante Hightower, J.C. Jackson, who just came out and was like, it looks like the Patriots don't want me. Jawan Bentley, Jacoby Myers, Gunnar Oshevsky, Jamie Collins, Ted Karras, James White. Just a long list of guys. And I know not all of them are starters like, you know, um, James White. He's not who he once was. Gunnar Oshevsky. He missed the whole year, right, James White? Almost. Gunnar Oshevsky is not a... He doesn't play receiver, but he's a special, special teamer. Teams. He's a returner. So Javon Bentley's, you know, up and down. And they have $10.5 million in cap space. Which is not a lot to play with. And if you look at their if you look at their cap casualties, Jonathan Jones, they can cut, but I wouldn't because he's a really good corner. And they're low on corners. Yeah. If you cut him, they save six million. Henry yeah, An- Henry Anderson, I think, is a potential cut. Jet Ten- legend. Yeah, yeah. He say <laughs> he saves a t- two point five million. Lawrence guy, two point five million. Nikhil Harry, one point two million. D- Jojuan Williams, one point four million. So counting Jonathan Jones, they can hopefully, best case scenario, get to twenty four million dollars in cap space. But if they don't release Jonathan Jones, which I wouldn't, yeah. they're at eighteen mil. How are they possibly going to give? J.C. Jackson a contract. I, I just don't think they can do it. And Nelson Aguilar, who had 400 yards last season, is counting, is is going to get paid $9 million. And they can't release him. Like, yeah. they have to this eat is, that money. That's what happens when you give out all of this bread. The next year, when you especially when you give bread to these guys who are average, had, I, I came had, into this year saying, I don't like the Aguilar-born Johnu Henry signs. Like, the tight ends are decent. They're, they're good, easy. you know? I Easy. like John more than, but you made you made Hunter Henry a top five pay tight end. Hunter Henry played pretty well. And John back in the John season had what Mac. like two hundred yards, bro. I, early in the season, it seemed like John was the I, guy. But I want to say they Henry gave him what, like four years, forty mil. Like they gave him a, a pretty gave him a decent. Gave him a lot of money. He's a good blocker, though. You're giving ten mil a year to a good blocker if he's a tight end. No. He can catch the ball as well. No, hundred percent. They didn't use him. Yeah, yeah. And, and they lost McDaniel's now yeah, too. That's, that's going to have an impact. I will say it's it's not as bad like Jason. Um, I mean Devin McCourty, they have safeties. Kyle Duggar, Adrian yeah. Phillips. I think he's another safe- free agent. Also, McCourty's someone Who? who's Adrian. Adrian oh. Phillips. Yeah, he's a big no, part Adrian of that Phillips, defense. He resigned. Oh, he contract. just resigned. Okay, yeah, cool. If you look at it, I, I think Adrian Phillips. Let me just look. McCourty at goes deeper than just play, though. He's mm-hmm. a you know veteran leader mm-hmm. in that team for years, so that's someone they're gonna want to bring. Now, back. Yeah, Adrian Phillips is signed through twenty twenty four. Sweet. Yeah, so he's good. So they have the safeties in place. Dante Hightower, I'm going to be honest, he was a good, he was great, great player at he one was great. point. He's slow. And I think when you look at the Patriots' defense, they're a bit slow. They don't have 
fast, twitchy guys, especially in coverage. And that's why they get eaten alive. And that's what happened in the Bills game. They need more speed on that defense. It's not as old. I think, frankly, most of these free agents are replaceable outside of J.C. Jackson and Trent Brown. They're all replaceable, so it's not too bad for the Patriots. But I look at their needs. If Trent Brown leaves right tackle, wide receiver still a need, edge rusher is a need, linebacker is a need. I have some names here. You know, Devondre Campbell just came off a great season with the Packers. He's going to want a bag. Yeah, he probably re-signs with Green Bay. Jayon Brown from Tennessee, I think he would pre- be a good pickup. Dealt with injuries, though. Young, but... They can use speed. So, Quan Alexander, a guy who's been dealing with injuries, can come to New England on not that big of a contract, a prove-it deal type of guy. Very fast. He's a good tackler, good in space. I think he'd be a good addition. Then you look at wide receivers. Allen Robinson, high-end guy. Chris Godwin, high-end guy. Juju, middle of the pack, coming off an injury. Doesn't fit the Pats culture. I, I feel like the Patriots need a slot receiver. And I have two right here that they aren't big names. They probably don't move the needle much. And also, I just want to mention Jacoby Myers would be a, a, a felt. He would The loss would be felt. So they have to bring him back, too. Two guys are Cedric Wilson Your guy. and Jamison Crowder. Crowder was the name I thought of, too. I think Jamison Crowder, they need a slot. If he can stay healthy, Jamison Crowder is a very good slot. And you pair him up with Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> And uh and um Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers. Oh. I, I don't. I personally don't think Nelson Aguilar starts next year. I I don't think he's going to start. I love seeing the patch just crumble. I know that Fair he's enough. getting yeah, paid this much, contracts. but Nelson Aguilar was one of the worst contracts last off season, and the fact that the Patriots are going to pay him nine million dollars to possibly not start next year because they'd be foolish to let him start next year is ridiculous. Probably have to draft a receiver. You know, I, I yeah. if this if it was me, I'm drafting Jamison Williams. Coming off that ACL, that's a dynamic number one option for Mac Jones. Right now, it's it's getting receivers for Mac Jones. Is he gonna be there at 21? Might be. He might be. I mean, off a torn ACL, he he definitely there's a big chance he can be. Because you still have the Eagles still ahead of them, two Chargers picks and the Chargers. If I'm those those three picks, I'm concerned that he's off the board. If I'm the Chargers, I would Probably not draft Jamison just off the injuries because I, I need would, somebody to right away. I would do it because you could wait. You have Herbert and you have Keenan. Like you could wait you don't, a, a month. Yeah, or, like I that's agree. fine. We'll, we'll get into the charge later yeah, on this facts. episode. At edge rusher, I have Hassan Reddick, Emmanuel Ogba from Miami, who who could be a good addition. I also have Dante Fowler. Dante Fowler, I think, would you know mm-hmm. be an upgrade over what they have now. <clears throat> And draft targets, it's just receiver. Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks, Jameson Williams, Chris Olave. They just need to bring receivers in for Mac Jones. That's it. The defense, I think, with time will figure itself out with Bill Belichick. He'll he'll do his he thing. He finds a way to make him. You good. have to find playmakers for Mac Jones. Yeah, you hit it right on the head. I think while corner is a huge need, especially it looks like J.C. Jackson's going to walk, Bill Belichick found J.C. Jackson and Jonathan Jones. They're both undrafted free agents. So I trust him, especially on the defensive side of the ball, even though he doesn't have the best track record 
in terms of the draft over the past few years. I trust Belichick, especially in that corner position, to be able to to make it up. And Jalen Mills' this past season wasn't terrible as a cornerback, too. He allowed 440 total yards on the season. So although it is a need, I'm going to just kind of chalk it up to Belichick's going to figure it out. You know, he's going to be able to get the guys in there to do it. But wide receiver, once again, number one need. You have to find explosive playmakers for Mac Jones to really, you know, bring this offense to a new level because they plateaued in the season, right? They went on that streak where we all thought, are they arguably the best team in the league, especially when their defense was playing so well? And that's at one point, they kind of got figured out. I didn't like the signings of Kendrick Bourne and Aguilar last season. They felt like more of band-aids to me who got paid like starting wide receivers for multiple seasons. And it's kind of showing now, while, while Kendrick Bourne did have a pretty good year, even Nelson Aguilar... Paying him nine, ten million dollars—it's a big cap hit for someone who you don't think is going to start. And he to had me, four hundred yards. Who's a depth player at best? He's a deep threat, a depth guy who you're just going to kind of, you know, in different formations and packages, you're going to want him in there. But you don't want him starting as your outside wide receiver. Edge—they had only thirty-six sacks last year, which was twenty-first in the NFL. Matt Judon uh, was great, had twelve point five sacks on the season, but no one else had more than five. So you mentioned a couple of their names in that 3-4 scheme, kind of getting an outside linebacker. I love Hassan Reddick. Chandler Jones probably going to be a little bit outside their price range. Same with Von Miller, who sounds like he wants to go back to L.A. L.A. wants him back as well. Linebacker, we kind of touch on all of these as well, but the, the number one thing has to be finding a way to get Mac Jones more weapons, really unlock this offense. Have they announced uh, the O.C., their new O.C. yet? It might be Joe Judge. I thought he was a quarterback coach. I thought I heard him they said coach. he might be a play caller too. Interesting. Well, love that as a Jets fan. <laughs> um, but yeah, number one on their list has got to be getting wide receivers. I would go out, dabble in free agency. You also got to go into the draft. Jameson Williams seems like a perfect fit for someone who could really, you know, get this offense to go vertical. Even someone who I'm a high on, Traylon Burks, another guy, big body re- receiver. He's possibly going to run the four threes, if not the low four fours in this um, in the combine, I think his stock is going to rise over the next couple of months. So number one has to be receiver. They have some other needs, especially on the defense side of the ball, but that's where they got to go. Before you go, Drew, I, w- I want to piggyback off that point about uh, the receivers. And <clears throat> I want to talk about this point with Mac Jones. I want to bring up this point. I like Mac Jones. Love him. I- I've been very high on him since the draft process last season. I love Mac Jones, but he is not going to create out of structure. He is not a playmaker, quote-unquote, as a Russell Wilson or a Josh Allen or a Mahomes. You guys know what I mean. Because of that, they need to surround Mac Jones with dynamic playmakers that he just has to give them the ball, and they'll create in space. That's it. And I think you hit it right on the nail. Getting a Jamison Williams, despite that ACL injury, would be best-case scenario because He's somebody who has wide receiver number one upside. And you pair him up with Kendrick Bourne, they sign a Jameson Crowder or bring back Jacoby Myers. That's a pretty good receiving core with the tight ends they already have established on that team. I think it's good. Also noting that Trent Brown, who's a free agent, said that the funnest time, the funnest he's ever had in his career was playing for the Patriots. So maybe he takes less money playing with them. Maybe he doesn't. He was a year out. He was in... uh the Raiders for a year, and he basically got out of there and went back. Yeah, to he's England. a hot commodity, especially at tackle and free yeah, agency. So one of the better we'll see if he does and, come back. And they had one of the better offensive lines this past season after they let one of their best guys in Joe Tooney walk. Yeah. And so it shows to how much of an impact. One, Bill Belichick is just one of the best coaches. He can put anyone in position to be successful. But Trent Brown clearly had success in, in the Patriots before he left. And now after he's left, he's he's back to form. 
I look at the wide receiver class, and like you mentioned, this free agents class of wide receivers is going to be one that is either you're spending top dollar or you're scraping the bottom of the barrel. You're not bringing anyone that's really going to move the needle for you. If I'm the Patriots, I go into the draft and I look to bring in a weapon. You mentioned Traylon Burks. I like, I love that name. Garrett, Garrett Wilson. I don't know if he'll be there. Probably not. There's other teams that need wide receivers that go before them as well. Chris Olave is another name that I look at and I, I really like his game as well. I just think that there's money that should go elsewhere for the Patriots right now. Or if anything, they should hold on and wait to spend their money. They're not in a position right now where, yes, they did make the playoffs, but I don't think that they're a, a championship team. There are a few, there are there are a few pieces away, and it's going to take an off season for them to really get it right. Maybe two off seasons. They, they need to surround, as you guys have said a plethora of times. I could not agree more. You need to sound you surround Mac Jones with better weapons on the outside. Linebacker, I agree, is another need that I would try to address. Devondre Campbell. I understand that it's going to be a little bit pricey, but you have Judon on the on the outside. You you bring in Devondre Campbell, who really had success with the Packers, put him in the middle to to make up for Dante Hightower if he's going to end up walking away. That would be a perfect fit for them. I don't think that his contract is going to be too bad, truthfully. It took him a little bit to, to really get going. I'm assuming it's going to be around 20 to 30 at 30 at most. So I wouldn't mind you bringing in that guy, especially given the fact that how great he played this past season. You bring him into a system with Bill Belichick being the head coach, leading that defense. He'll definitely be a great force for them. But I really do expect or I I really would like to see the Patriots not go out and try and and buy a wide receiver. They tried to do that last offseason, kind of bit them in the butt. But last, last season's wide receiver class really wasn't that great. Uh, free agent class, excuse me. But I think that their best option here would just be sit at 21, wait and see who which players are taken off the board. I do believe a wide receiver like a, a Jamison Williams, like you mentioned, people are, are scared or excuse me, front offices are scared of this torn ACL injury, which is understandable. However, modern medicine has shown us that people can come back from these injuries. A, a torn ACL is not what it was in 2011 where Derrick Rose wasn't able to come back to form or I think that that my timeline's correct. Around those years when Derek when Derek Rose hurt his knee, Jameson Williams to me is my favorite receiver in this class. I think whoever gets Jameson Williams is going to get a future superstar. He has that breakaway speed. He has that big playability. He has great route running. Jameson Williams has everything I want in a wide receiver. I do understand the torn ACL concerns, but with modern medicine, I'm more than fine with the team taking a chance on him, especially the Patriots at 21. I think the Patriots' problem lies in that, you mentioned it, outside of Matt Judon, they don't have an edge presence. Chase Winovich was a disappointment this past season. For sure. You look at Dante Hightower, he can't cover anymore. Devondre Campbell's definitely a coverage yeah. linebacker. It's what he's known for the most. For sure. Kyle Van Noy stays. He's not, a, he's not good in coverage either. It's just, you look at the Patriots team, it's a very slow team. Mm-hmm. And they just need to add speed to it. And I think with an addition of a coverage linebacker, getting somebody off the edge, whether, you know, Dante Fowler isn't a great player, yeah, but he's, he's definitely fast. He's a speed rusher. It can create a bit more opportunities for the Patriots in that in that aspect. And Bill Belichick, I mean, he's shown before that he can revive somebody's career, especially defensively. For sure. So Dante, Dante Fowler, who has all the tools, he was a top five pick in the draft. He can flourish in that system. It just depends on him. The Dolphins. This is a go. big offseason. Huge. 
biggest one they've had in a while. A long time. This is a big offseason for the Miami Dolphins. Can Mike McDaniel improve the offense? The Miami Dolphins are going to have the most cap of any team projected over 70 plus million with potential cuts. I mean, that's insane amount of money. They can outbid anybody. They went nine and eight this past season. They missed the playoffs because Tua choked against the Titans. <laughs> they were third in it the division. Raining, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. It was raining. Yeah, you're right. And Will Fuller is not going to be back. I mean, he didn't play last year anyway. Ogba is a free agent. I would definitely bring him back. Mike Gesicki, I think, goes because he doesn't fit McDaniel's scheme. Austin Ryder. tagged him, it would be cheaper than giving him the contract that is around the Dallas Goddard, what Dallas Shaw is going to be. It's going to be around $11 million. That's fine. Austin Ryder is a free agent. Jacoby Brissett, Justin Coleman, and Nick Needham. So, Drew, I'll start with you first. Who do you want the Dolphins to sign? What is your dream scenario for Miami this offseason? I need to see Armstead come to Miami and be the left tackle or the right tackle for the Miami Dolphins. I say right tackle because Tua is left-handed and his blind spot is on the right side. So he's going to get left tackle money. He's played left tackle his entire career. But it would be interesting to see what happens if they do bring him on. Do they keep him at left tackle because that's where he's accustomed to or because he's so good and, and he has that ability to change over to the right side? Would he play right tackle? I do have concerns about that, given the fact that he's 30 years old at this point. Is he going to be willing to switch over to to right tackle to do so? If he's getting the money, which Miami has the most money able to to make a contract happen for him, maybe it's possible, but I would love to see him. He's the best tackle available in this free agent class. I would love to see him come suit up for Miami. But in terms of weapons for Miami Dolphins, I want to see them get another explosive guy on the end. They have the money. I don't think Devontae Adams is a reasonable play here. Devontae Adams is either staying in Green Bay because the relationship that he's built over there with with, with those guys in the front office, I don't know if he's going to want to part ways with Aaron Rodgers. He's been spoiled up until this point to play with one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever live. It's going to be hard for him to walk away from that type of situation unless the money's really there. Again, Miami has the most money available to make something like that happen. However... To take it off the best case scenario of the number one wide receiver option and number one offensive tackle option, Chris Godwin's an option that I, should, I that the Miami Dolphins should be looking at. I understand another torn ACL injury; it's a risk there, especially given him a long term contract. It's twenty twenty two. Modern medicine has done a great job in aiding these these superstar caliber type players who get these injuries to come back onto the field and be themselves, who they were prior to the injury. Allen Robinson's another one that I understand. You said it. He didn't have the greatest season last year. But you need to surround Tua with, with guys on the outside that can make plays. Waddle's going to be in a, a similar Debo Samuel-esque type of role that I'm sure Miami fans should be excited for. You want the best offensive weapon on your team to have the ball in their hands, however which way it is, whether it's out of the backfield, out of the slant. You, but you need another guy that's going to draw attention away from him. Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, do that perfectly. I don't want to pay Mike Williams, personally. I think that if if there's a team that's going to pay him, it's either the Chargers or a team that desperately needs a weapon. I don't think Miami is in a situation where they desperately need a weapon. They have the, the 20, 29th, 29th pick overall. 
Again, have we mentioned in this with the wide receivers in the last segment with the Patriots? There's wide receivers in this draft. If they didn't want to to, to pay a top dollar or they miss out on a Chris Godwin, they miss out on Allen Robinson, they could sit at 29 and they could take from what's what's left over. And Chris Olave is probably going to be there around uh, around pick could 29. Be. That's not a bad selection for them by any means. I just think that there is a lot of room for improvement this offseason, and there's a lot of opportunity for the Dolphins to do so. You bring in Armstead, you bring in another XY receiver, whether it's through the draft or through free agency, which I would be will- I would more than willing to to bring in Chris Godwin regardless of the injury. Right, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this offseason, I wrote it down here, the biggest W is improving everything on the offense because we talked about it, they had the worst offensive line in the NFL. Their right guard, Hunt, was really the only one who graded out to be even somewhat of a decent offensive lineman everybody else i know you i saw you tweet something about jesse davis saying to get him the hell out of here i didn't want to mention him in my spiel but it's a it's a common fact he's horrible yeah so it it starts with the offensive line right especially with what mcdaniel's going to want to do you're going to have to have a strong offensive line and teron armstead is a perfect fit that's going to be their trent williams kind of how the 49ers did a couple years ago trained a second round pick to get him and he brought in and really seemed to change that entire line and what they were doing because he he turned into not that he turned into, but he almost elevated his game even more and became PFF's number one rated was he player. Ninety-nine It might have been like their number one player ever. The, the way he was able to elevate, especially at an older age, just like Armstead yeah. is, makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. I think that's a scheme that will fit him well. Um, but you have the money to go out and get multiple guys if you want to go and get a Brandon Scherf or a Ryan Jensen. There's players out there, especially in free agency, because Miami has a defense that's ready to win now. Right? They have Tua, who they believe in, thinks they could win now too. It's just the offense that's lagging behind right now. They went and got the offensive coach who they think is the perfect fit for Tua, which I agree with. I thought that was one of my favorite, if not my favorite hire of the offseason, was bringing in McDaniel. I think he's going to be able to get the most out of Tua and this offense. I love the way that he's been talking about Waddle and and Tua as well, but using him in that Debo-esque role, just getting him out in space because he's an explosive playmaker. He's someone that I want... I want the ball in his hands 10 to 15 times a game, whether that is running screens, jet passes, whatever it might be. Get him the get him the ball. Good things are going to happen. I think wide receiver is another area they have to upgrade. I've been on record saying I'm not a big Devontae Parker fan. I know you saw the stat, most contested catches in the league. I was league, shocked to see which, that. Which I also was too. Um, I think for Tua, he needs a guy who could separate a bit more than Devontae Parker because I saw people in the comments. It's, it's kind of dumb, but if you're getting contested catches, it means you can't separate. It's kind of stupid, but I, I get what they're saying in terms true, of... Though. It is. It's stupid, but it's true because even if you're in that situation, if you're winning, that's a good thing, you know? And maybe I've been a bit too harsh on Devontae Parker, but I think that's someone they gave a lot of money to, I want to say, last season, a three, four-year contract, over $10 mil a year, if I'm correct. Let's see. So I think wide receiver is another area... Like I said, they have the money if they want to go and overpay for Chris Godwin and get a potential elite wide receiver in there. I know he he plays the slot, and that's where Waddle does too. But I think Waddle, you can really put him all over the field. Whether you want to put him outside, inside, running back, wherever you want to put him, he's going to be able to excel there. And then lastly is running back. There, uh, Miles Gaskin this past season wasn't great. Um, they have the money and the draft capital. I don't think they'll take a running back round one. But a guy like a Melvin Gordon from Denver, Raheem Mostert, obviously, that San Francisco connection, Leonard Fournette, or even someone like Deontay Foreman, who might be cheap, someone you could get with some high upside, who showed out, especially when Derrick Henry went down. In the draft, you mentioned Chris Olave. It's going to be interesting because the you know the draft's all over the place in terms of where you guys have receivers. I've seen people have Traylon Burks, who at, at this point is my wide receiver one. I've seen him falling all the way to the late 20s to Buffalo. So, it's going to be, it's hard to predict how the draft's going to fall right now, but if you do have the chance to get a game changer, 
like a Traylon Burks if he's somehow still there. If Jamison Williams, we talked about him too. But it's just about surrounding Tua with weapons. Give McDaniel the guy he needs to really make this offense pop, make it his offense, because the defense is ready to win. If they get this offense up to speed, they could go and make the playoffs. You know, it's funny because Tua's rookie year, I remember the dialogue around it. It was the weapons on offense aren't good enough. Then in this past season, it, it changed from the weapons on offense to the offensive line. No, it's that Tua wasn't good enough. That's what I've heard. Nothing oh, but. Well, he's he's not good enough. He's average, but he had similar stats to Davis Mills. Just saying, you know, Davis Mills. Davis Mills was impressive. I mean, is he? What is he? Is he's a, he was he was an average quarterback his rookie season. That's what it is. You got to give him respect for what he did over in Houston with minimal. He did. He played well. This soft season. I'm sure Davis Mills is watching right now. He's saying, tisk tisk. This offseason is all about upgrading the offensive line. Amen, brother. I don't care about another receiver. Jalen Waddle is going to be a star. Devontae Parker is reliable enough. He's in that lineup a lot. This is all about the offensive line. And when I look at the potential free agents, I'm looking at scheme fits. McDaniel realizes that Tua is not going to be a great quarterback. Games. So McDaniel realizes Tua is not going to be a great quarterback. So he needs what to, in God's name? What made you believe that? He needs yeah, what, to scheme what up. Have you seen that game. makes you think McDaniel believes that in any way? I'm just assuming. That's You're it. just reading between I, the lines no, here. Yeah, I'm assuming. Okay. You know what happens when you assume, bro? Because of that. He knows, okay, I need to scheme up a great running game around Tua, have a lot of play action, and do things that Tua's comfortable with, RPOs, screens, quick passes, and setting up a run game is perfect for that in that scheme. He's only comfortable with that because he has to. I look at, like, if we did it in college, what are you talking about? With the stacked offensive line. That's 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 how he played in college. Oh, he never let the ball go deep down the field ever? Alabama system was an RPO system. I understand what you're saying. He never let the ball down the field. I'm not saying he didn't throw the ball deep, but he has those capabilities. That, but that he has that was the, the scheme. He the, the same exact scheme that you're they that schemed up from this past with. season is what way he you're did in Alabama. That's what he, he's best with. That is what he's best with. Right, we'll RPO that. scheme. That we'll, that's we'll literally the scheme he's been in because he's been forced into that. Okay, okay. Neither here or there. <laughs> I look at potential fits. Lakin Tomlinson is a guy. Who I I'm gonna mention again because he's one of the top rated guards in in this free agency class. Coming from San Fran, Mike McDaniel already knows his tendencies, who he is as a player. Very good. Point. This is my prediction. Yeah. Lakin Tomlinson is going to be a Miami Dolphin in free agency. Stamp it 100 percent I think Robert Hunt, he spared himself. He'll start next year at guard as well. I think so. I look at another team in the Tennessee Titans who were a run-first team who their center, Ben Jones, is a free agent. If I'm Miami, I'm bringing him in. Morgan Moses. Hey, I don't got to pay top dollar for Morgan Moses. And even if I do, I'm Miami. I can spend it. He's a good run blocker. I think he might get a decent contract just because there's not a lot of great tackles. Then you top it off with Teron Armstead. Because I think... They'll outbid everybody. Easily. It's really on if Teron Armstead says, do I want to play with Tua or Joe Burrow? Really? And that's an easy answer. But Cincinnati I'm just saying. Cincinnati is the only other one I'm looking at. Money too. talks sometimes. And then 
Mike Gusecki, I've already said, I think he's out. Unless Mike McDaniel somehow thinks he can transform him into a run blocker and to actually playing the tight end position because Mike Gusecki lines up as a wide receiver a lot. 90% of the time. No doubt. The tight end I have for the Dolphins then signing is Hayden Hurst or Gerald Everett. I think they've been in a run-first scheme before. Hayden Hurst with Baltimore, Gerald Everett with the Rams. That's a good fit. So my offense is, and also running back, I have the Dolphins signing Raheem Mostert. Uh, David Njoku is a tight end that I wouldn't mind them bringing in also, given the fact that he is a very good blocker for the tight end position at 70 I believe his his blocking grade was around a seventy this past season. Also, first career. someone who is athletic, first round pedigree. You know, someone who is highly touted coming out of college just hasn't been able to prove it yet. No doubt. So my offense for the Dolphins is Tua, Mostert, Waddle, Parker, Hayden Hurst, Armstead, Tomlinson, Ben Jones, Hunt, and Morgan Moses. And that I think is a realistic scenario because I really don't think they're going to get an Armstead and a Ryan Jensen and a Brandon Scherf. I just don't think. That's yeah, all going to happen. They're not going to get all so, of those guys. but I feel like this is the most realistic uh, thing. I've looked at some mock drafts. N'Kobe Dean is mocked to go to the Dolphins. They do need a linebacker. And uh, Daniel Jeremiah had a uh, Tyler Smith offensive tackle exactly. going to the Dolphins as well. I so I, I feel like the Dolphins, look, they've missed enough on tackles and offensive linemen in the draft. You just got to go buy them. That's it. They hit on skill positions. Javon Holland, Jalen Waddle. they've hit on those. Just keep drafting those guys. I think Miami, they can draft a receiver at twenty at twenty nine. That's where I think they're sitting right now because they got the 49ers 29. pick. Yep. They can they can draft a receiver at that at that round or in the second round. They can do that. I don't think they need to go spend it in free agency because I don't see anybody that's a free agent currently that I'm like, he's a perfect scheme fit. I really don't. I, I look at a Chris lot Godwin, of Godwin, you say that he loves RPOs. Name another guy in the slot better than Chris Godwin in free agency outside of Devontae Parker. I mean, Chris Godwin Adams. is a great slot, but I think he, you, he can play on the outside too. No, exactly. But I think Jalen Waddle is going to fill that role. I don't. I don't think the Dolphins need to go out and spend for a Chris Godwin, given the what he just got injured with. But they're going to want to prove that two is the guy, so they're going to. Yeah, they're maybe. probably more willing to go and spend maybe, up for these high end players. Yeah, maybe they go after him. Maybe they do, and it would be a great move. I'm not against it. Yeah, for sure. But this off season is all about. Offensive line first. We'll worry about everything I after. I agree with that whole They already, the Dolphins have enough receivers to win games. The Dolphins, they do. Waddle Parker. Waddle Parker. I think Waddle is yeah. going to be a and top you 15 leave receiver. After out. You want to get rid of Gasicki. I understand the scheme fit, but he was really their, best sec, their second best receiver this year. Waddle and Parker, bro. <laughs> Waddle's going to be a top 15 receiver this no, upcoming don't season. Don't get me wrong. 100%. Super in. But it's just... In this era of football, you need multiple guys. Parker and Wild don't do it for me. You say that, but like we see offenses have success without having those multiple guys, especially like with the pass heavy attack. Look at the Super Bowl. Well, the Bills are one of them. Like Stephon Diggs is their only prime time player, and they've had they had success. That's also unfortunate that they have. Jo- it's Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it, to a Josh it, Allen. It, like. no, no, of course not. He's not Josh Allen, but. At some look, I mean, look at the Bengals, the Rams, the Chiefs, the uh, who the Chiefs else? have two. Yes, the, the Chiefs. The have Dolphins two. don't have two; they have one. They have one. I think that's enough. If the and plus the scheme is different. The scheme is different. The Chiefs are a pass-heavy attack yes. versus the Dolphins are a run-first team. Run-first. 
They're, they're going they're, to be a run first. I was team going to say because they were bottom three this past season. Yeah, but McDaniel, we know what his system is. We know he's gonna he's going to try to implement a run first system in Miami, without a doubt. A zone scheme. I without yeah. a doubt. So, you know, you look at the 49ers in 2019, they didn't have it was just Emmanuel Sanders, and they traded for a midseason. They also, I mean, the defense, I guess, comparable because Miami Kittle. did, but Shanahan's a great. Oh, Kittle, yeah, he's a great tight end. But yeah. on the outside, they traded for Sanders midseason. And he's, at that time at least, was not a number one. He was like a high-end two, low-end two. And they made the Super Bowl. You know, So I don't think it's necessary. And I don't think the Dolphins are going to make any type of run like that. As... They definitely won't make it to the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl. Well, you didn't think that they would go on a seven-game win streak, eight-game win streak. I did think they weren't going to make the playoffs ultimately, and that's what happened. Yeah, that was because they were one in seven to start the season. Big guess. No, no, no. Like, in the midst of the win streak, because the win streak was very fluky. They just beat bad teams you for the most job. part. Yeah. They, they faced the Saints with Ian Book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, you didn't even have to worry about him offensively. And Minnesota lost to the Lions. It's just things that happen, right? You got to uh, win. This isn't about saying, Minnesota. Good team. No, I'm less. just speaking facts. Good team. play schedule. I understand. Exa- that's it. I understand. But then the first good team they faced in the Titans, got a point. they got spanked. The number one seed in the, in the AFC, right? That, got, lost, that lost in the first round. To their, their first team, round. To, to the in team, their first round. To the yeah. team that went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right? But I know what you're saying. It wasn't competitive against Tennessee, though. It was not an well, ideal situation. Like 30 30. I'll say this. I'll say this. You know, just to fulfill your fantasy, it, look, if, if, if you want the Dolphins to go out and, oh. No, personally, I, I feel like best case, you bring in Jansen, you bring in uh, Terrell Armstead. You, you, Those are your you, big, two that, big moves. That's who, that's who I would ideally that's cool. want. That's cool. What I'm saying is this. If I just you, put it up, whatever he's going to say. If to you want the fantasy... Of okay, let's stack the offensive line, let's stack receivers, all that stuff. Guess what? Let's say the Dolphins get all that. The result is gonna be the same. Okay. At the end of the day, this guy's just chatting. At the end of the day, he can have all that, and we're gonna be sitting back here saying he's still not the guy. But that's why I think it's they go out and make those moves because they're gonna want to prove that Tua is the guy. That's why I think they'll go and overpay for all of these receivers or offensive linemen if they have to. Look, I, I don't want to be all dolphin slander here because that's what it's all about. I will say this: dolphin slander. The Dolphins are in a good position. They can stack up their offensive line. Yeah. The Dolphins have a chance for to be to go from the thirty-second ranked offensive line to a top ten. Based on their cap situation and the names that are out there in free agency, I do think they have enough weapons, but whatever. If you want to bring in another big name like Chris Godwin, go do it. I think they have the potential to make a lot of splash moves this offseason and improve significantly. But let's also understand this. The Dolphins' defense, in terms of points, were one of the better ones. But they give up a lot of yards. You know, I wonder how Brian Flores, his absence, how that affects that defense. I think the defense takes a step back for sure. But I feel like they were also top in the league in terms of, like, sacks, turnovers. That's true, but, you know... They were playmaking defense. Xavier Howard, I love him as a corner. He's a great corner. Byron Jones has not been what he's been in Dallas. He's been a major disappointment. They gave him a bag. They gave him a lot of money. And even then, he you know, they still have a ton of money, but... Look, they have a chance to make a lot of splash moves. I feel like ideally, you bring in Jansen, bring in Terrell Armstead, and just to fill the need of wide receiver and to still get a, a, a big name, you bring in Allen Robinson 
on a two-year deal, giving him, I would say, around 13, 14 million. He's not worth the, the 15, 16. Not right now. Not after the season he had last year. But you fill every need that you need right there. You at least addressed two of two of your biggest needs in, in offensive line and wide receiver. And now you're putting two in a way better situation than what you gave him last year. If that's if that's the case, there's no Dolphin fan that can complain. Yeah. So I have a question for you two then. And I, give me your honest answer. I, even though I don't think I'm going to get it from you. <laughs> Says you. Let's say the Dolphins, they have a lot of cap space this offseason. Let's say perfect scenario. They get the top offensive lineman, Teron Armstead, bring in Ryan Jensen, get a receiver. This team looks completely different. How is Tua's season next season? How, how, what are his numbers? Wait for Drew's answer. You don't have one yet. He had sixteen. I think he had sixty tu- sixteen touchdowns, ten picks this past season. I, th- I think if you do all of that, you need to see high twenties touchdowns, interceptions, eight to eleven, and four thousand yards. I guess a better question is: He played twelve and a half games this year. I guess a better question is: If the Dolphins do all that and surround Tua with all these weapons and good protection, does he prove himself as a franchise quarterback this season? That's without a doubt. That I have no worries about. I, I really don't. Waddle is a primetime player. You're surrounding him with another primetime wide receiver. You're giving me best case scenario, right? Best case so scenario. Here so let's go. say Godwin. Godwin goes right. there. You're giving me Chris Godwin, Jalen Waddle, Mike McDaniel, who's one of the more brilliant, innovative, run, innovative coordinators. run coordinators. It does not matter who you put at running back. Look, We saw Duke Johnson come in towards the end of the season. Him have really good success back there. You're giving me Terrell Armstead. You're giving me Jansen. They're probably going to draft a lineman with their with their picks, regardless of what they want to do with that that 29th pick in the first round. If you went O-lineman, if you went wide receiver, I wouldn't blame you as long as you go one of those two. Linebacker makes sense also because they do have a hole. But specifically, you need to address the worst offensive line that was last season to more than solidifies himself because he was more than serviceable this past season, getting more than unwarranted disrespect throughout the entire run of it all. And he still had 2,600 in 12 and a half games. You give him all this, we're looking up upwards of 36 to 38, maybe 4,000. Mm. I really don't have worries. I think 2,600 yards in 12 games isn't crazy. 12 and a half. Yeah. That's so like you think you 220 think, yards a game. So you think Tua throws 4,000 yards next season? Now, see, look, this is what gets me on TikTok. He plays 17 games. But you're telling me you're giving 17 games with a great old line, right? Because you're giving me Terrell Armstead. Yeah, Teron. Teron, excuse me. I apologize. You give me Teron Armstead. You're giving me Jansen. Chris Godwin. Jalen Waddle. No excuse. There, no, there's absolutely no excuse. Yeah. I feel like 4,000 yards in 17 games is not that hard. I think like half the quarterbacks in the league did that. If you give him protection, you give him time, and he actually can let the ball fly downfield. He has the he has the arm strength. Excuse me, he has the arm talent to do so. He can let the ball fly downfield as well. He had a pass at fifty five air yards this past season. That's good. That's nice. <laughs> what the fifty five air yards is great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I no, think I think Tua, no, that's great. <laughs> if you if you're giving him Godwin and the offensive line, sure, yeah, he could yeah. be. But Kidding I still me? think there's going to be discussions about you could upgrade from Tua. I, you know what I'm saying? It should be rude and disrespectful, condescending. Because even st- even still, like when you're talking about a guy like a Kirk Cousins, like there's still discussion. Even though he puts up great numbers, like could we upgrade from him? You know, even when he has all these weapons, that's fair. He puts, that's the only thing. Like, I can like he that. be the franchise? Sure, I but like you're that. also gonna still get whispers saying we could upgrade. Yeah, I like that. So does Tua enter the Kirk Cousins 
tier after if, next season. If two Honestly, that's a, a Kirk, W. That's, that's a, a w. huge W. If two is Kirk Cousins, that's a huge W. If two is Kirk Cousins in year three, oh. does he do it though? So I'm asking you. Uh, in this scenario, you're giving me. I have no worries about this it. This is best chance. I I still don't give him like I give him like a in this 60, scenario sixty percent chance. In this scenario, yeah, it's a pretty good chance. I mean, what are what are the odds that he throws for four thousand yards, and what are the odds that McDaniel changes around? the scheme and the offense and they're a run first team and the running back rushes for over a thousand and two is at like 3,300 yards. As long as they're running, I don't really care. <laughs> running's on a quarterback side, bro. Just saying. <laughs> it's not though. This team I wanted to talk about right here. Yes, and yeah. Boring. The New York jets, you know, Joel and me are fans of this team. I was on a call with Robert Sala today, you Super know, tough. season ticket holder. They put me on a hotline with him. Asked a question. I told him, man, listen, I need the inside scoop. How much do you guys believe in Zach Wilson? Tell me it right now. <laughs> and then I told him, look, I love that you're my coach too. I'm optimistic. And he said, look, Zach is going to be a superstar. And he was like, he's going to be the best quarterback <laughs> in the division. Oh. Not by this season, but next season. I actually asked, you know, how impressed was he with Zach Wilson's improvement? And he told me he was really impressed. Neither here or there. There's a reason Zach Wilson is up there with the greats, with Mahomes, with Allen, with Herbert, and then it's Zach. Because Zach is going to be a great quarterback. And God damn it, baby, it starts this offseason. It starts this offseason. He can talk this crazy guess about what? Zach, and I can't, I can't give a little bit of praise to Tua. Because guess what? Because guess God what? God forbid. The Jets have draft capital. Yeah, we got two picks inside the top 10, the 10th pick, and the fourth overall pick. We have great oh, draft capital. We got two second-round picks. Excellent. Hey, yo. Let's trade one for Calvin Ridley. Bring Calvin Ridley on here. Let's have Calvin Ridley, Elijah Moore, and Corey Davis. You know what? Tight end. We can overpay for Schultz, but I like David Njoku. Let's bring him in here. We The Jets were the 13th ranked offensive line this past season. Pretty formidable group. But guess what? I want to upgrade. Brandon Scherf, come over in here. Makai Becton healthy. Elijah Vera Tucker, I call him ADT because he protects everything. He's the security for Zach. Robert Sala on the call today was like, he has all pro talent, and I believe him. Listen, the Jets got the money. The Jets got the assets. They have the quarterback, which is something so many teams lack. I tweeted it the other day. Zach Wilson is too cool to not be a successful quarterback in the NFL. And handsome. Yeah, Drew Locke felt that. I understand that wholeheartedly. My dream Jets offseason. Handsomeness? <laughs> oh, Drew Lock? Uh, the handsomeness? My dream Jets offseason. Defense will worry about later. Get Calvin Ridley. Get a serviceable tight end. Sign Brandon Scherf, Ryan Jensen, whatever. Give Zach weapons because I'm telling you, he's going to have a breakout second season. And the Jets. Don't be surprised if they make the playoffs with this kind of offseason that I think they are about to have. And Joe Douglas, I trust. There I we trust. Go. He came around. I trust. You know his first name is Joel? His actual first name? Joe Douglas? Joel, yeah, it's Joel Douglas. He just goes by Joe. Yeah, probably because everybody messes up his name. Today, in, at, today in the call, they freaking called me Joel. I was Everyone like, calls bro, me Joel, bro. I don't know why. The world is so upside down, bro. Are you done with your soliloquy? You're animated, okay, you anymore. Know, I, look, you know, I have some other options. I, I basically already told you what I want offensively. Yeah, for sure. Defensively, we There's, need a safety. We need, we need corners. 
JC Jackson would be my pick, but he might cost a lot. I don't know if Joe wants to spend that much. He's he's been really cheap in free agency. But I look at safeties. I like Jabril Peppers. You know, okay. I, I like Jabril. Quadre Diggs, he's a pro bowler. He might demand more money. Marcus Williams was number one on my list. This is my guy. J. Ron Curse from the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. He was one of their better defensive players this past season. He's been a good player, but he just recently got an opportunity. He's always been really good. J. Ron Curse, you put him on tight ends, he will lock him down. He's a really good coverage safety. I'd get J. Ron Curse. Look, I don't even want to look at Ashton Davis. J. Ron Curse, Jabril Peppers fixes the safety problem. Then we don't have to go out and draft Kyle Hamilton. I think that fixes our safeties. Sign J.C. Jackson. Now we're looking at a good cornerback group. And yeah, now we can spend, you know, the fourth overall pick on a Kayvon Thibodeau if he slips down there. Daniel Jeremiah is expecting him to slip. So, so that's my dream scenario. This is my this is my dream jet scenario right here. Offense, Zach, Mike Carter, Ridley, Moore, Davis, Najoku, Beckton, AVT, McGovern, Scherf, and Fant. Defense, Lawson, Quinnen, Fadakazi, Franklin Myers, CJ. Sauce Gardner, Bryce Hall, Mike Carter, Michael Carter the third, the second. second. We know we know who yeah. he is. J. Ron Curse and Jabril Peppers. Let's get it going. We're making the playoffs. Playoff team. That's a playoff. That's team. a playoff team. The excuses are done for the Jets. This is the offseason that it gets done. Joe Douglas had his time. Came over in 2020. Didn't have that offseason, but came over in 2020. The next season, he got backed in, started building up the offensive line. Last season, got his quarterback, got his head coach. There's no more excuses now. The Jets have to be playing. Important football in December. It's no more two wins to four wins. It's no more 0-12 against the AFC East. This is the offseason. The Jets have to move the needle. I don't. The playoffs would be great, but I need to see important games in December because that's what's going to show me JD is going in the right. JD being Douglas is improving the team the right way. So does because you're right. Yeah, I don't know what I'm <laughs> because you're right. Up to this point, Douglas has been a bit stingy in free agency. It's helped him. Like the Robbie Anderson contract, because that hasn't worked out for Carolina. He might come back. He might. I I don't I don't know how well that's gonna work. He's owed, I think, twelve mil this year. I think it's a twelve million dollar cap hit. But Calvin really is a very interesting prospect in, in terms of someone you could go out and trade for because he has wide receiver one potential and showed that in the past. Without a doubt. He, he's someone that you could trade a second round pick for. If you're the Jets, I'm not giving up ten for him. And hell no, I'm not giving up four for him. I do worry about another team who's picking in the late twenties or even late teens to go and trade a first who could beat out our offer. But we have all the draft capital. I saw our chart today. We have the most in terms of value by far because we have those two top ten picks. The other second round picks from Carolina, they're picking the top 10. So it's going to be a top 10 pick in the second round as well. They have all the assets to go and really improve this team, make it a play, playoff caliber team. Wide receiver, Braxton Barrios is a free agent. Jameson Crowder is a free agent. I would love to bring back Barrios, not only because he showed something down the stretch, but he was an amazing kick returner and punt returner. Something that's really been missing ever since we let Andre Roberts go to Buffalo. I think that's something that a lot of people aren't going to talk about, but it plays a huge role, especially you know when you get into those important games down the stretch. To me, they have two options of wide receiver, because we know Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, they're going to be locked in there no matter what. Trade for a proven talent like the Calvin Ridley's, someone, a couple other ones that have been floated out there with DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper, someone who has proven they could be a wide receiver one on a team or at number 10. And this is probably the route I'm still torn where I would go because I would love to get Zach the number one guy and I don't have to worry about him developing or is he going to be a bust, this or that. But at 10, you're in the perfect scenario to go and get 
whoever the first wide receiver is going to be off the board, Drake they London. might they might be the first team to take a receiver at 10, whether you want to go with the big body contested catch guy like London or someone like Garrett Wilson, who's great after the catch or someone like kind of like both Traylon Burks, who's 6'3", 220, can also make things happen after the catch. So they had, they're in great position at 10 to go and take that wide receiver. Now you look at the offensive line. Joe Douglas done a phenomenal job these last two years, going from the worst offensive line to one of the better ones in the NFL. They picked up Makai Becton in that 2020 draft. Unfortunately, he's been injured. If he could come back, and we have Makai Becton at left tackle, and even if you bring in George, if you bring or George Fenn's under contract, Morgan Moses, whatever you want to do, but if you have those three tackles with Fant, Moses, and Becton, because you need Becton insurance. That's why a lot of people are mocking an offensive tackle to four to the Jets because we're kind of it's up in the air with Makai. We don't know if he's going to come back and is he going to be in shape, you know, with the correct weight. Even in camp this past season, they said he was getting beat all the time by Carl Lawson, who's a great pass rusher. So, yeah. you know, it, it depends how you want to say chicken or the egg there. And we're getting him back. And yeah, exactly. That which is a huge help to the defense, which was terrible this year. Connor McGovern at center, ninth rate center by PFF. So I don't think we have to make any moves there. But if we have Becton and Fant playing right tackle, I don't see a huge need. Now, Fant's not the long-term answer at right tackle for us, but this team has a lot of holes still, especially on defense. So I don't know if using number four to get an offensive tackle, I would still love an edge. I don't think Hutchinson's going to be there. Kayvon's someone who's potentially probably going to be there. There's a lot of question marks going around him in terms of off-the-field stuff, work ethic, work ethic kind of things. But I think he's kind of getting a little underrated now. Someone who was the potential number one overall pick, who... Didn't have the best season this last year. He didn't play. He didn't play at all. Well, he got injured. I was gonna yeah. say. I know he he had he showed some film or put some film on tape at least. But the offense were just a couple pieces away. Getting that receiver, upgrading the O line here and there. The defense is terrible. We had one of the worst defenses in the NFL this past year. Joe Douglas spent his first four picks all on offense last offseason. I think this one, especially having a defensive coach, now they're going to give Salah some guys. You're going to get two picks in the top ten. Yep, one of these guys have to be def- defense. You're going to get Carl Lawson back. I love Bryce Hall as our cornerback. Eccles had some moments. Mike Carter, rookie, still had some moments too. I would love Sauce Gardner, someone who's 6'2", 6'3", lengthy. He's only about 180, but was phenomenal in coverage this past season. Derek Stingley has all the upside in the world to be the next Darrell Revis if he really reaches that potential. Someone who could be... Big name if he was comparing him to. I know, but you have to understand, he was 18 years old, locking up players in the SEC at LSU. He had the some of the best film ever as a rookie cornerback playing at LSU. Mm-hmm. He's fallen off with injuries and whatnot. But if he reached his potential, he has the best corner in the NFL written all over him. It just, can you get him back to that freshman year status? If you fix the defense and you're not the 32nd best and you're the 20th best, you can make the playoffs, especially taking a lead from Zach. Robert Sala finally getting some guys on this defense who could really work together. Mosley had a bit of an up and down year. Quincy Williams, someone who came in late, but super athletic. They have the pieces. They're just... uh, I shouldn't say they have the pieces. There are a few pieces away, especially on the defensive side of the ball, from really being a contender. Every single year in the NFL, there is a team that jumps from worst to best. Why not us? Why not? Why not us? Broncos. Why not the Jets? It's going to be the Broncos. Take flight, baby. Take flight. I actually have a couple questions, and they both are related to your draft. If at four you guys took Derek Stingley, you guys aren't upset. I would be. I think he he would fall, he would be there at ten. Would you take him at ten? I like Sauce, bro. Interesting. I think he's someone who could be a lockdown corner, doesn't have that injury concern, or someone who's just really. I mean, Stingley had the injury concern, but his game also fell off. All right. 
Kyle Hamilton. Four. We had a discussion before the ha- show. Happy. I'm happy with it. If we get nobody in free agency, I'm 100% happy with it. I worry just because of positional value. We took Jamal Adams at six overall. I know Hamilton's that was a better. a great pick. He's Yes. For the Jets. Excellent. If He's, you look at it from hindsight, you I, got two first ones. I do understand we that. We literally passed up on Watson and Mahomes in that draft. And at the time when he oh, was yeah. on our when he was on our team, it was like it's still not a horrible pick. That's how great. Let's not forget how great Jamal was. We passed up on Mahomes and Watson, and still weren't looking at that as we we didn't look at that as bad pick. It's, the only thing is the positional value. A safety is not going to have as big of an impact if you get an All Pro tackle or an All Pro edge rusher. So that's my next question. You take Evan Neal at four. I'm in. Happy or sad? Yeah. I'm, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in. He's, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I'm not a big fan. Why? Because I don't think he's a better tackle than. Um, I Kim Aquanu. I hope I'm saying his name Aquan- right. Yeah, I know he's Aquanu is more of the pass or run run blocking guy. Which fits I do, I do have worries about side. Evan Neal. What I mean, he's super athletic. Yeah, he did it at the top level at Bama. Yeah, I, I'm kind of concerned though. Jonah Williams did too. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, there's been busts, you know, up and down the track. Jonah Williams is okay, but like right now, Bengals fans kind of looking for an upgrade. So if you guys went both picks defense. You're happy. No, offense we, has to be. If the, we get edge, at, if we go as long as we go edge at if four, get, and if not you get, safety. If you get Kayvon at four, you get Stingley at ten. Happy, successful draft for the Jets. It's a swing for the fences draft. I'll be honest. I think Kayvon could be there at ten. He, yeah, he could be. But you're taking a risk there because we have we don't have Carl Lawson, of course. I don't feel like we need that though. Like Lawson, we need an edge, bro. Lawson and Franklin. Get, Lawson and Franklin Myers are locked Franklin up. Franklin Myers, since he got that bag and kind of fell off last year. Yeah, he did, but now you you got a guy like Lawson that comes back. I mean, that makes a huge difference. I know, but you're never gonna have enough edge rushers, See, especially my, the Jets who haven't had one since John Abraham. Unless you want to throw I mean, common pace to one. I understand that, but I feel like right now much bigger needs corner. I'd, I'd rather no, go I would love corner. corner. My thing is you, even you, safety. Like I feel like Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. He he's not a corner or an edge, but you can put him on a receiver. You can put him on top tight ends. You can do. He's six four, freakishly athletic. Is going to be great in the run. Is going to be great in space and tackling in open space. Is going to be a playmaker in the back end. Like this guy, with, he he's different. With everything Joe Douglas has shown me up to this point, I don't think he's his number four of all pick on a safety. I know he's more than just a safety. Bless you. Bless you. Everything I've seen up to this point, he's going to use all the money, all the high draft capital to improve the offense. Well, so if you're going to use the money, I would use it on Brandon Sheriff. At, at yeah. least if you're going to Sheriff's, he's someone that's someone we wanted last season, but he got tagged by Washington right away. But that at least you, you're putting Zach in a position to to be better protected. Now you're going out in the draft. You don't have to actually use high draft capital on an offensive lineman. You address your needs on the defensive side of the ball. That was one of the worst in the NFL. I understand you wanting to surround Zach with weapons. Of course. You want your young quarterback surrounded by a plethora of options so that he's in a position to be successful, especially one that you took with the number two overall pick, and you're putting the pressure of having to save a franchise on his back. You want to put him in a position to be successful. However, the best way for a quarterback to feel a little bit of a, a sense of relief is is to put wins in the column. It's not going to put up 30 each week. Yeah, You're asking a lot of him. It, the pressure early on in the season showed in his play where he felt he had to play hero ball. A white came in, and he threw. Uh, he had an unbelievable game against the Bengals, and he showed, Zach Wilson, you don't need to do more than you have to to win games. I disagree with that. 
Wholeheartedly. Uh, it was also the schedule early in the season. He played. First, a he played. A, he played amazing defenses too. I mean, for but, one, the, the, let's just look at it. The Panthers game, the Jets defense showed up. Yeah. The next week, we faced the Broncos. I believe it wasn't the Broncos. It was another team. The Patriots. You played us week three. Okay, the Patriots week two. <laughs> we got smoked because Zach threw four picks. Four picks. Our defense showed up. If Zach doesn't make those mistakes, that's a winnable game. Our defense showed up. Our defense fell off in a later part of the, the season. But that wasn't my point. I, I I didn't mean to group the two together because the defense was bad that he had to do too much. I'm saying in terms of offensive play, he was trying to do too much offensively. He felt as if he needed to, to scramble outside the pocket, make these ridiculous throws to put his offense in a position to be successful. If the two correlated together, that was not my intention. It was a, it was early on in the season where he was doing too much. No, it I understand, kinda, but right now timing. you're saying that we should allocate resources oh, no, no, on no. defense. No, right now specifically, yes, because Zach Wilson showed great strides towards the end of the season without a doubt. The defense just was not there towards the back end of the season. Address those needs and put Zach already. Zach's already in position to take that stride again. You protect him. You get you bring him an offensive line piece and Brandon Scherf, correct? Yep. All right, thank you. And... and <laughs> And you still have a little bit more money to go and bring in a, a weapon. You guys need a tight end for sure. I don't mind uh, David Njoku either because that's another blocker right there on the line for him as well who can go out there and pat, uh, and catch a pass, especially Zach Wilson's his ability to scramble outside the pocket and make things happen. He's Let's say he's running one of those options where he's blocking for you and he just breaks out into the flat. That could be very intriguing for Zach too. But you can go and you bring in an Allen Robinson who's not going to be that much money. Put your money towards... It's not a bad option. Hell no. If we bring in Allen Robinson, I will be upset. But the, the only thing I would say against that is Corey Davis, we could get off his contract next year. So we could get off here and he's just kind of a seamless fit. He's now the veteran possession and receiver I, and instead I will, of Corey. And I, will also I don't think he's that much I will better also if he even say, is better at all. I'll also say this. I want to see Braxton Berrios back on this team because he was one of the first players, if not the first player, that Zach Wilson had success with mm-hmm. in this Jets offense. Yeah. I don't want to take that away going into year two. You at least bring in a guy going into year two that he's already comfortable with, that he's shown that he could be successful with, and someone that actually had a, a few explosive plays for you guys. I think Joe is going to pay up for either one of the offensive linemen, Scherf, Jensen. Even though McGovern was really good, we could cut him and save nine mil and kind of upgrade there. Or for J.C. Jackson and, and finally get that number one lockdown corner, someone who's a ball hawk, someone who's going to make turnovers. And then ideally in the draft, my perfect case scenario is either a, a Quanru at four or Kayvon. And at 10, either receiver, I like Burks, but I wouldn't be mad with Wilson or London or corner, Stingley or Sauce Corner. We'll see what happens. All I know is that Zach's going to be phenomenal in year two. I'm looking forward to it. This is what I've been waiting for all season long. People have made their jokes, rookie season, okay, whatever. Not gonna be making jokes anymore. It's not like it's not a Tua situation. This is so messed we up. We know what it's Tua so annoying is. of you. He, he supports Zach, bro. Like I've never slandered him once. For <laughs> you to come out here so openly, so willy nilly. He supports Zach. We don't have to slander Tua twenty four seven. Okay, I'll, I'll, let me just. Can respond. I get an apology? Let me respond. Can I get an apology for that? That was low blow. That was a low. It blow. It was a low blow. That was unnecessary. <laughs> it was, bro. It's, say you're I, sorry. I'm gonna say this. It's not my fault. Oh my god. This that you chose weird. to believe in a quarterback. That has a limited ceiling. Number two, it's also not my fault that you happen to like my quarterback. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Who wouldn't? You know, you know, I can't control how I feel. You know, Zach, we all know he's the man. You know he's the man. 
Tua, we don't know he's the man. We you don't know Zach's he, the man. You think he's the man. We don't know Zach's the man. You can say that, but all that no, 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 is no, really no, just nonsense. But, but we believe. Because we know Zach is going to be phenomenal. And I know Tua is going to be great. Give, give me one thing for sure that's happening in the Jets offseason. No, let me, hear, let me hear Zach Wilson's stat line. Is he going to be 4,000 yards? Nine touchdowns, yards? 11 picks. How yeah. much? Nine touchdowns, 11 picks. Zach Wilson? Yeah. I'm, con- I'm, I'm confused. What are you talking? What are you confused about? No, I'm saying about? this next season. Oh, his stat line. Yes. Okay. I was like, "What? Why? You think he's going to be this? What he did this year? Twenty-six and eleven. How many yards? Over four thousand for sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. For the sure. Is still probably another year away, so we're being shootouts. But I want to hear one thing for sure that's happening in the offseason for the Jets. Actually, no. Twenty-six might be too high. No, 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 no. Too late, bro. You already Come said on. it. 26. Nineteen and eleven, or twenty-three and eleven. Twenty-six is doable, though. That's like a an MVP type season. No, it is not. Kyler Murray had twenty six touchdowns this year. Yeah, okay. yeah. He missed how many games? I know, but still, he wasn't MVP. That's a great. But quarterback. he was a, he was in the candidacy when he before he got hurt. Yes. I'm not saying that's an MV, I'm not saying that's an MVP winning season. I'm saying I mean he missed. You were in the conversation. He missed four. If he misses four games, he gets two touchdowns a game. That's eight more touchdowns. Now you're looking at thirty four instead of twenty six. Look, I'm saying like difference. Let me difference. let me okay, let me live, bro. But so can, 26 can I, touchdowns. Are you going to stick to, I'll let you go down I'm, I'm going to go to okay. Man. I'm going to pick a magic number. I'll say 23. 24. I'm saying 25. Durrell Revis. 25. 24. Let, let me hear one thing that's happening in this Jets in the offseason for the Jets. Zach Wilson is better. The offseason. <laughs> Give me one transaction. Mm, we trade for a receiver. I don't know who's it going to be. I'm hoping it's Ridley, but we trade for a receiver. I think Miami also. I uh, don't. I, I would not be surprised to see them trade that 29th pick for Ridley. I don't think Joe Douglas is in the business of drafting a receiver and hoping he pans out next to Wilson. I think he wants an established one that if it doesn't work out, he knows it's because of Zach, yeah. you know? So I think he wants an established guy rather than a rookie. And that frees us up to you to use a corner a ton. And it's funny, we, we didn't even speak about it. We spoke about it a little bit. Would you give Chris Godwin the money that he wants to come play with Zach Wilson? I wouldn't be opposed to it. Mm-hmm. I, I Listen, I'd be all for it. Since we could get off Corey Davis's contract next year, I'm cool with it too. It's a lot of decisions. You nervous, man? No, not no, at all. Not with Douglas. <laughs> not with Douglas. Hell no, I'm no. still a bit nervous. I'm not going to lie. With Douglas... You just said that's your guy. He's sometimes your fake, he's your some, fake guy. So, sometimes with your guys, man, you, you have some doubts still. You know, nah, not me. It's not always one hundred percent. I have no doubts with Douglas. He's done a great job so far. When you make he's someone, totally missed on the first, his first draft. I know, but if Becton's healthy and we have Bryce Hall, that's not bad. He missed we have, on we have Denzel a, Mims. He did. Happens. He missed on Braden Mann. Listen, the first draft. If we get a franchise left tackle and a, a CB one or CB two, I'll take that. His next draft was phenomenal. And and Makai Becton, it's an unfortunate situation. When he's on the field, he's nice. When he's if he's healthy, he has all pro potential. His nickname's the big ticket, bro. You don't have a nickname that cool no. and be mid. I understand his rookie season, there was a lot of promise, but he was getting cooked up in camp. This past season, yeah. Yeah, hopefully he, he also showed against the Chargers in twenty twenty that he could shut down Joey Bosa. Okay, but he was getting cooked in camp. Joey Bosa. By Carl Lawson. Who's good, but He's like really not good. Joey Bosa. I understand. I mean, what if he just didn't care anymore? I don't know. Hopefully, worst case scenario, I don't know. I, I certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So before we go on to our next segment, a quick word from DraftKings Hoop fans. The latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports band partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Before we move on for a second, I don't know if you guys saw, but PFF is coming out with their own like fantasy football and cool. it's different, right? So it's it's not just offense. You're picking entire team, quarterback, running back, receiver, but then offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, safety, the whole the whole 22 players. They're calling it all 22 or PFF all 22. But the scoring is like they're doing it based off PFF grades. Okay. Plus like weighted positions. So for example, like your quarterback is going to be rated a lot higher than your running back because on a football team, quarterbacks be more important than running back. And then they combine that with their PFF score. It's pretty cool. I don't know how they're going to do that, like how they're going to update that in real time. See, but I don't. we already are skeptical of PFF's grades. We are. And it's different because when you're playing regular fantasy, it's 10 yards. That's the point. This is like someone's watching the game. Oh, this is good. This is bad. For the most part, you know, like it's different. For example, like that Jimmy Garoppolo, the interception at the end of their season, it just looks like it was the interception, but really like three guys got through. Like they all got pressure, Aaron Donald, whoever else was there, and then he threw an interception, right? It's not just... You know, that's different a than boneheaded throw. Exactly. So like those type of things are going to come into play. Interesting. It's cool. I, I have to see. I'm sure there's going to be some type of paywall, but I would imagine if you have a PFS subscription, you should be able to play. Facts. I feel like that game is going to be too complicated to catch on. I think that's a, definitely a hardcore football fan type of experience. I am intrigued. Me too. Even as a hardcore football fan, I don't know if I would like really do it. But you're though. already skeptical on regular fantasy. Skeptical. You are. Like, I'd, I'd love to try it. No, I play it. Yeah. You know, I'm not. What do, what do you mean by skeptical? Skeptical as in, like, you're not all in like Joel and I are. Like, we are fanatics. We play it every single season. Like, it is February, and we're thinking about when we're going to draft our Dynasty League rookie teams. Yeah. You understand uh, what, what I'm saying? What do you call that skepticism, though? Skepticism as in, like, if you like football, fantasy football should just be. The fantasy a- football draft is a top two day of the year for me. <laughs> when is, your, when is the draft? We do it late August, early September. You got to do it after week four of the preseason. The Sunday before the NFL. The one year we did it after week three, and I'll never forget it. We're watching the the preseason game, Browns versus Giants. I just drafted Odell in the first round. He goes up for a pass, tweaks his ankle, out four weeks. Yeah, Damn, that sucks. Yeah, so you got to do it week four. There was one year we drafted before the season, and Charles lost. My brother Charles, uh, he lost Julian Edelman. He drafted Hunt. No. Or Jared did. No. Yes, yeah. exactly. He drafted Spencer Ware. Jared drafted Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt in the 15th round. And, th- and then week one, Kareem Hunt put up like 200 all-purpose. And Kareem Hunt was the number one running back in fantasy that year. Yeah, that was me, for sure. Yeah, you ha- did you have Kareem Hunt that season? No. Uh, <laughs> you're you're just, a bastard. You just, you know, like to pick the diamond in the rough type of vibe? 
No, for sure. I always look at my you know options. What I, I, running I also think about our pick a side league that we just had this season. I did unfortunately lose. Came in second place. Who won? Monster, believe oh, it or not. Well, yeah, I lost because of injuries, bro. Uh, uh, prob- yeah, that's pretty true. Actually, my team was fucking. We, oh, we, we went crazy. Decimated. But um, came to play that Muffins actually was helping Monster run his team. And I lost because the kicker from from the Raiders. I'm blanking on his name. Help me out, Carlson. Really. He had he had 22 points for me to lose. What do you have? Like 450 plus he yards. Went, he went insane. He had like five field goals. Jeez. I lost by six points. Did we do an award for that? We gave him March, right? Yeah, he uh, got a free hoodie for that. Tough. Yeah. So shout out to you for being me, but at the same time, he had Cl- Coach Clay. GTH. Coach Clay. Yeah, Coach Clay. Facts. <laughs> he was getting coached it, by Coach Clay. Inside, insider for the Browns. Yeah, he put that on his Twitter. He was like, per source. <laughs> <laughs> you want to join the Discord? Join the Patreon. Facts. Why not? Why not? We Come have chat a, up with us. And we definitely have a good time in there. We try oh, yeah. to make you guys feel a part of our fan. We talk in it every single day without a doubt. On to the AFC West. The Chiefs. They are the best team in the division. Debatably. They finished with a 12-5 and record. They lost in the AFC Championship to Cincinnati 24-27. to They blew a big-time lead in that game, though. I mean, run it back. Right, right. Run it back, but they got some free agents. Tyron Matthews, free agent. Jerron Reed, Charvarius Ward, Melvin Ingram, Mike Hughes, Sorensen, Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, Derek Nottie. Orlando Brown, Orlando Brown, Austin yeah. Blythe, Daryl Williams, Mike Remmers, McKinnon. They have fifteen point seventeen million dollars in cap space, but if they cut Frank Clark, which is likely, they save thirteen million, which makes them at which puts them at twenty eight million without restructures. Now, personally, for me, I think Tyron Matthew is a must bring back guy. I don't think he is actually. I think he is. I think he's going to Baltimore. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. I think, like, that's... Why don't you think that? I'm pretty sure there was an interview that happened, or or something happened between Tyron Matthew where he said that he was definitely interested in going to play in Baltimore, but it seems as if, from what I've been reading... I think you got it from me. Frank Clark was no, no. the person, the first segment when I said, who was that player who couldn't make, I didn't, couldn't believe he made the Pro Bowl? It was Frank Clark. Oh. He had a good season, though. It's not, he, he, he's dropped off, I feel but... Like he did, I feel like he had, like, two sacks, bro. He dropped off, but he used to be good. He, no, he used to be nasty. And also, sure. PFF, like, for free agent destinations, they have him going to Baltimore as well. Because I remember last football episode, I said that a fan tweeted at Matthew. There we yeah, go. That's, that's, what it was. Ravens, that's what it was. And, and Matthew was like, you guys are relentless. I love it. But that's a very, that seems like a perfect fit for Baltimore. It does. No, for sure. I just feel like he's a guy the Chiefs can't let go. He's the heart and soul of that defense. And their secondary is, eh, it's, it's not that great at all. But we saw the 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 Chiefs started to get torched when Tyron Matthew left the game in the, in the AFC Championship. No doubt. I mean, I think. Oh, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. You think Tyron Matthew is more important to bring back than Orlando Brown? No, no, no. Orlando Brown is number one priority because yes, they I traded agree. for him. There was also a report came out today that it's likely they're going to franchise Orlando Brown. No way, okay. really, bro. The contract I saw from him is going to be like over a hundred million. Well, they could franchise him and then work out the long term deal. Mm-hmm. Fair. I think Charvarius Ward is a bring back guy for sure. And Mike Hughes. Those are the only four guys that I'm like, they should bring back. Melvin Ingram, if he wants to come back on a on a on a friendly deal. They have ten total played picks. Well for them. Yeah, they have ten total put picks. Seven in day three. Based on last year, the Chiefs 
they nailed the draft. Yeah. If they have another draft similar this offseason, they're going to be stacked. I think that this free agent class of receivers, there's receivers that aren't too high profile that they could bring in that are like prove-it receivers. Juju is one of them who was interested in going yep. last season. I think Will Fuller's another one. Will Fuller's a guy that if, if, you know, just get him in for the cheap. His deep threat of history, though. His deep threat ability with Tyreek Hill, that would be one of the more unstoppable things to stop. Like, I mean, that that is just ridiculous. Really quick, did they re sign Charvarius Ward? Okay. Yeah. And he was definitely their best best corner corner, without a doubt. You need to bring him back. Sneeze played well. Yeah, he did. But I think Charvarius Ward, their defense started to turn around when he got back and he was healthy. For sure. I'll say this I, I think if they do let Tyron Matthew go, a uh, potential replacement could be Marcus May, who's coming off an Achilles, could who be could be on a prove-it deal. Yep. So that's the option right there. Do you see them spending top dollar on Williams? I don't think they're going to have the money to make it work. I think so, too. Because at that point, right, might as well bring back Matthew. That's fair. Yeah. I think the Chiefs right now, they have everything in place. They'd have everything in place. They for sure have to bring back Orlando Brown, but their offensive line is solidified. Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith... Joe Tooney, Lucas Dang, they're solidified. Travis Kelsey, you don't need to say too much about that. I think the only thing they're missing is another receiver. I knew he was that's gonna it. say this. Which that, is fair. That's really it. I think a Sammy Watkins reunion would make sense too. Allen Robinson here on a one year prove it would be insane. It sounds like we have a lot of Chiefs kind of shop with money, players who are veterans gonna want to go and ring chase or prove it type deal. I think that they they could get a few deals done, you know, in terms of like not literal deal, but like get a guy for cheap or, you know, a few million less because it didn't happen last year with Juju, but that was someone who, when those talks were going on, I was like, this makes all the sense in the world. You signed a one-year deal and then you could get the back because Juju's still 25, right? He's still young as hell. They also could use a linebacker. Campbell coming in wouldn't wouldn't make... I, I think they can improve the D-line too. Chris Jones, we know how great he is, but you mentioned you could cut Frank Clark who who has definitely He's slowed down. Cut, yeah, yeah. For sure. Melvin Ingram, who came in and played pretty well for them as a free agent too, so... I think other couple of veteran guys like Ndamukong Sue they don't have Blaise an Campbell, edge Sheldon Richardson. Yeah. They don't have an edge It's presence. all interior from Chris Jones. Yeah. With the linebacker I'm iffy on, uh, they cut Anthony Hitchens because he was really good. No. But agreed. Willie Gay Jr. is good. I, Nick Bolton, I really love his game. Maybe they can use one more. I, I don't feel like that's the biggest of needs. I, I feel like for them, it's really receiver and it's getting an edge presence because if Frank Clark gets cut, you just have Chris Jones on that defensive line. Yeah. Derek Nott is free agent. Jerron Reed is a free agent. Both their tackles are defensive tackles are free agents. Mm-hmm. Melvin Ingram is a free agent. So you're losing your entire defensive line, basically. I think Ingram comes back. Jadavian Clowney is also interesting. You can yeah. get him for cheap. I think running back is another spot they could go to. Yeah, I know they used a the first-round pick on CEH, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy last season. His first year, he showed some promise, I think. I think he looked a lot better his first year. His second year, he didn't look nearly as good. Plus, he got hurt. I did. Yo, talk about it. Yeah, let's please talk about it. This was Clyde Edwards Alaire's biggest fan. My guy, Clyde Edwards Alaire. Go tune into the fantasy reaction to go to see how much he loved him. I I did. What's going on now? I saw Jarek McKinnon and Daryl Williams take his job. That's sad. What am I supposed to do? He stinks. Like, what am I supposed to do at this point? They came in, especially this past season. McKinnon came in. He's a much more explosive back. For sure. Someone who, you know, you get the ball in his hands, he can pick up 15, 20 yards at a time while... Better pass catcher. Yes, I think C.E.H. What? You just told me last week 
that you put CEH oh, here he goes. in the Colts offense, he's better than Jonathan Taylor. I don't think okay, I ever said that. No. Believe it or not, I don't think I ever said <laughs> it. That being said, you did take CEH over jo- uh, Jonathan Taylor in our I, rookie I wrote draft. my wrongs. I wrote my wrongs. Did you, traded, get, did you get Jonathan got him Taylor? Back, I traded man. Clyde Gibson like two or three firsts. Michael Carter. Michael Carter for Jonathan Taylor and a first. It's a W. I had to get him back. I had to write my wrong, you know, but I think you could upgrade running back. There's just going to be plenty of guys, especially running back position, are going to be cheap. One-year type deals like Leonard Fournette would be amazing. Someone who, oh, without if a doubt. he doesn't think, you know, Tam- Tom Brady's obviously not coming back. He still wants to compete for championships. Go over there. A huge upgrade right away. And the reason why I fell off CH was because I saw guys come in and be just as good, if not better. McKinnon was better this off this season than Towards CH the back was. End, yeah. The biggest thing that I saw his rookie year for Williams CH, was way better than him too. Yeah, the biggest thing I saw was his ability to break tackles and p- turn those three yard gains into eight yard gains, and that's not something I really saw his second year. I feel like he took a step back his second year, just in terms of ability. Injuries did play a part in that, but he's just he was overdrafted. He shouldn't have been a first round pick. JT was a better prospect for sure. J.K. Dobbins, Swift, all better prospects than them coming out. Even if you want to throw Cam Akers in there, they just they reach because Mahomes is like this is my guy, this is who I want. And also, at the same time, I'll give Clyde some slack. In that playoff run with LSU, yes, they're arguably one of the greatest, if not the greatest, college football team assembled. He was amazing. Yeah. He played he unbelievable. He was phenomenal. For that but LSU do, you, team. do you really think that that's the route they need to take, getting what? a running back? I mean, I think they could sign a cheap veteran in a one-year deal. Why not? No, he's not saying like it's their biggest need. I'm yeah, with you, no. man. Yeah. Listen, Melvin Gordon's available. Leonard Fournette, like you mentioned, will probably be a little bit more pricey. David Johnson's available. Like Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if I he's mean, an they, upgrade. I'd take. Jerry it's not Kennedy. a phase anyway. They can't get him. Oh, yo, lucky them. <laughs> <laughs> you mean bad luck? Tevin Coleman's a beast, bro. Oh, something like that. We Did, signed him to two year deal. What about Ty Johnson? Oh God, that's that's also we didn't talk about the Jets, but I think they need a backup running back. Who the Jets? Oh, you're saying Carter, for the I don't want to be an injury away from Ty Johnson shouting out there, you know? Ty Johnson's not bad, though. Bro. He's not. Come on. Come on. <laughs> are, are, are you back in on Michael Carter, or you still are skeptical? You said he was going to be Maurice Jones-Drew. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> um, I like Mike Carter. I, I don't know if he's a workhorse back, though. I love Mike Carter. I also think in this... in. Uh, Lafleur's scheme, you need multiple running backs. I also don't know if you could give Mike Carter 253-inch carries a year. Yeah, it's tough. That's why we need somebody, man. We need somebody else like Jock Bell. Jock Bell? (laughs) (laughs) Javad Best. Ahmed Ahmad Ahmad Bradshaw. What about uh, Kerryon Johnson? (laughs) Love him. Nah, yo, I went crazy. I I went crazy with Kerryon Johnson in Madden, bro. Yeah, He was fast. How's the the Madden League going with the... I'm 3-0. You're the Jets? Mm-hmm. Yo, they, Any crazy uh, trades? they told me, bro, yeah. that you tried to veto a trade because you were trying to trade for that same player. I think this about the, <laughs> they're, talking about, they're talking about the Debo Samuel trade. I didn't I didn't veto it because they were trying to trade for the player. I did we, want Debo, that's for sure. And in my mind, I was like, they're probably going to get this impression. We got to start one for Xbox. We easily could. Yeah. Because now it's on Game Pass. Oh, facts. Yeah. But we could have waited a month and got it for free. You guys, I, just, you, I mean you. No, that was on you. I said I want 2K, not Madden. We got both, and both games are mid. Cut away and save. This what happened. The trade was freaking ridiculous. It was because the guy who's the 49ers, he's a huge Tua fan, and he was Makes going sense. to trade Debo Samuel 
for like Tua straight up. You're lying. I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God. Well, that's why I vetoed it. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, you're about to. She's like, I'm not going to use Debo, and I, I, I love Tua. I'm not going to use Debo. What's and, wrong? And, with and you? I'm like, and I'm like, bro, like. This is just a ridiculous trade. And the guy, and then he was like, he was going to give him Debo and a first round pick. I, I was like, bro, Tua, you, he's worth the third rounder at best. He's like a 72 overall in the game. Yeah. I'm like, come on, bro. He probably has X factor abilities. Like, you know, like your hidden potential. He's, so, there's no way he's higher than star. Then because I vetoed that trade. It's true. He's not a superstar in Madden. Because I vetoed that trade. Oh, yeah. I, I hit up 49ers. I was like, yo, what do you want for Debo? Uh, and. He traded him to the Bills, my freaking division rival. The Bills got Chase Claypool. I I don't know how they got him. He's got Chase Claypool. So they need someone brother than Davis. Yeah, and it was the trade was Debo for Chase Claypool and like some other stuff. But literally, the fact that 49ers traded Debo, I was so upset. I didn't reach out to him earlier. He was trading Debo for a bag of chips, bro. You're gonna for literally him? nothing. For nothing. And I'm like, bro, this guy is literally giving up Debo for literally nothing. Nothing. Claypool in a pick for Debo. I don't hate it. But Claypool in the game has like an 87 speed, bro. Really? Yeah. It's not like, good. Yeah. You guys are up the Madden League. I would love to do a draft. just take too long with 32 oh people. Oh, my God. It'd take a lifetime. How long was... Oh, wait. You guys just picked teams. We didn't do fantasy draft, no. Yeah. That draft... I mean, I we'd do like 10 rounds. It would still take three I, hours, I will probably. say this, though. Like, with... um Minimum. With our league, like, at first... We were going to monitor trades and stuff, but at this point, we're like, yo, just trade whoever the fuck you want. Mm -hmm. Just trade whoever. I don't care. I don't really... I'm approving everything. I don't really care, bro. Like, all the teams are messed up and unrealistic anyway now. Like, there's been so many trades that you you go to a team, you're like, this looks like it was a fantasy draft. So, I'm like, it doesn't even matter, but I did make trades. For the Jets, I have Zach, of course. I traded for Tony Pollard. I have Tony Pollard. I have Calvin Ridley. Nice. I traded for Sterling Shepard. So I have Ridley, Shepard, and then I have also... So Elijah um, Moore? Yeah, Elijah Moore, of course. Then at tight end, I signed Trey Burton. I also traded for Eric Ebron. And then the offensive line is the same, but I traded for Michael Owenu from the Patriots at right guard. My defense is exactly the same as like normal Jets defense, but I put Bryce Hall at strong safety because his speed is horrible. Yeah. I traded Marcus May for like a second-round pick. And all my corners suck. They're like seventy overalls, but they're all fast. Like oh, I got, I, I have Perry Nickerson. He's like a yeah. ninety six speed. Javelin Gidry's a ninety six. Yeah. Oh, you just cheese. Michael Carter's like a ninety three <laughs> speed. But like, I just have mad fast ass corners, bro. That's all I did, and that's my team. I'm three and zero. It's a cute nice, team, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm facing the Titans next. I was facing him yesterday, and his connection went out. But it was it was fourteen to seven up, fourteen to seventeen. The score. Was he was winning or you were? He was winning. Ooh. Yeah, it was a defensive battle though. So it was in the fourth quarter. So you were thrilled that his connection went out. No, nah, I thought I was gonna win. If we start if we start up the Mountain League, you can be the Dolphins or the Broncos. Broncos, my, my or the Cowboys. Ooh, they're too good. <laughs> the next team in the AFC West, the Las Vegas Raiders, ten and seven record, lost in a wild card to the Bengals, nineteen to twenty six. Their free agents include Desmond Trufant. Deshaun Jackson, Richie Incognito, Zay Jones, Casey Hayward, KJ Wright, and Marcus Mariota. They're projected to have $20.5 million in cap space. They could release players like Nick Kwiatkowski and Denzel Good and free up 
up to seven million in that. I think the only player of this bunch that needs to be re-signed is Casey Hayward. That's about it. Mm-hmm. And even then, I'm not sure if he'll get re-signed because it's a different scheme. I think he went to the Raiders because of his connection with Gus Bradley. Because of that, I don't know if he comes back. But I look at the Raiders and Josh McDaniels is there. Patrick Graham, defense coordinator coming in for the Giants, going to be there. I'm thinking they're going to bring in Patriot guys. There are needs right now. Strong safety. Abrams is not good. Merrick showed great flashes, yeah. so he's he's a lot to start next year. Weak side linebacker, right guard, right tackle, receiver, and defensive tackle. Line. I I look, number one, get Carr another receiver. I'm looking at Demir Bird, who was with the Patriots. You could bring in a Juju or DJ Chark, Allen Robinson, high-end Devontae Adams if, you know, that happens. Right now, he might not go back to Green Bay. Green Bay doesn't want to franchise tag him, which means if he doesn't work out a long-term contract, he's a free agent. At right tackle, Patriot guys, Trent Brown, Nate Soldier. Another reunion with the Raiders. Yeah. He's going back, back and Nate, forth. Nate Soldier, man. If I'm an NFL team, I don't want him for... Josh McDaniels, Nate Soldier, before he went to the Giants, was yeah, one of the better great. tackles in he the league. Great. I agree. So it's but been, Josh McDaniels. It's been five years since he's been good. That's been a minute. I think Josh McDaniels can... He he he! Oh, he stinks. He doesn't stink. No, he, Dude, was, he was terrible. But, he was but like he was arguably the worst contract in the NFL for a couple of years. Just because you have a bad contract doesn't mean you stink, though. He was bad. Dude, he sucked. <laughs> Dude, he was horrible. So this past season, he had a sixty-seven point three run blocking grade, which is average. He had a fifty-two point seven pass blocking grade, which is bad. He had a sixty overall grade. I think with Josh McDaniels, he can he can pick up his play. I do. In that scheme, yeah. It's been so many years since he's been anything near the word good. And then I look at guard. Ted, 60th ring tackle. And then I look at guard, Ted Karras. I think they're not going to fix their offensive line exponentially, yet they, they are balling on a budget, so they need to you know spend resourcefully. So my offense for them is Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, High-end Devontae Adams. Best-case scenario, you know, Devontae Adams, Renfro, Edwards, Waller, Colton Miller, Leatherwood starts at guard again. I think Andre James is going to be their center next year. Ted Carr is an eighth soldier. It's not the best offensive line, but it's definitely an upgrade over what they had this past season. And I think if they do, if they could add a Devontae Adams, it makes them one of the better offenses in the NFL. And defensively, Looking at Patrick Graham coming from the Giants, I think he can bring in Lorenzo Carter, who had a pretty good season for the Giants this past year. Uh, the Raiders need a got, need a need a uh, weak side linebacker. I think Lorenzo Carter can fit that. Jamie Collins is another name to look for as well. And strong safety, Deron Harmon, who was with the Patriots, but Patrick Graham could bring in Jabril Peppers, who we just coached mm-hmm. with the Giants. So defensively, I'm looking at um, Max Crosby. Danny Shelton is a name to look out for who was with the Patriots, then went to the Giants. He could follow Patrick Graham to the Raiders. Ngakwe, Perriman, Littleton, Lorenzo Carter, Casey Hayward if they bring him back, Trayvon Mullen, Nate Hobbs, Trayvon Merrick, and Deron Harmon. I think this offseason for the Raiders is going to be filled with a lot of bringing in Patriot guys. We're going to see a lot of former Patriots and a few Giants come to the Raiders because of this new coaching staff and regime. Good, good. 
I think you said a lot of what you said. I'm, I'm kind of going to repeat, but to start off the offensive side of the ball, they tore down their offensive line last year, trading away. Uh, I'm not sure if he's free agent, but Gabe Davis, Rodney Hudson traded Trent Brown to New England and Gabe Jackson. Gabe Jackson, yeah, sorry. Um, and we all kind of, or at least me and Drew, when we were talking about it, it didn't really make sense because why are you going to tear down this entire offensive line, which was really a strong, a strong point for them. And it was pre- really good in, in previous seasons for sure. So this offseason, you kind of have to build it back up, right? They have their franchise guy in uh, in their left tackle in Colton Miller, but the interior, especially, I know you mentioned their center, that's someone they could probably bring back. Alex Leatherwood, who they used a first-round pick on, so you kind of have to give him another year, even though he was terrible at tackle. He was terrible at guard. Don't have much of a choice there. Money-wise, I don't remember if you if you mentioned it. Um, in terms of just cap space right now, I believe they're around $20 million. I'm sure they can make some cuts, some restructures, probably get up to 30 even even a bit more. I don't see them really making a huge splash in free agency. I think they should at least explore it, picking up a guy like Brian Scherf. Someone who could come in automatically all pro play, especially against, you know, these teams like Kansas City, who has a great interior pass rush. And then you have um, the Chargers, who have the, who have Bosa and whatnot, and Denver, who did struggle a bit, but in years past have had great pass rushes. So offensive line is their number one need for me, really be able to protect Derek Carr. And then the other offensive position, I think, is wide receiver. We mentioned it a bit. Hunter Renfro has been a great slot receiver this past year. You also have Darren Waller, who is one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Brian Edwards, shown flashes here and there, but I don't think we can really rely on him being that number two wide receiver. Tay Zay Adams, Jones was really good. Zay Jones, and even Deshaun Jackson at times showed some uh, showed some promise. But yeah, yeah I know. He's, he's a depth guy, if anything. But obviously, the connection is there between Tay and Derek Carr. So if you're able to... Maybe the Packers have some sort of sign and trade there where they could tag him for a year, trade him to the uh, to uh, Las Vegas for a first round pick, then be able to really have your number one guy. Plus, you have one of the best tight ends. Plus, you have one of the best slots. All of a sudden, this offense could be top five, top ten in the league with all of those weapons. On the defensive side of the ball, I think interior defensive line is a big need for them. They have Max Crosby, who's one of the better pass rushers in the game. Quentin Jefferson, who's someone who played a lot, who started for them this past year, is a free agent. They could probably bring in a veteran as well as pair them up with, um, you know, a draft pick. Someone I saw mocked to them was um, was it Wyatt Davis? Let me check. I don't. Oh no, a Jordan Davis. Sorry, from Georgia. It was someone I saw mocked to them. Someone who could beef up the interior line, be able to even free up some space for Crosby. Maybe he gets some more one-on-one looks. Also, think cornerback. You mentioned Casey Hayward was a great value sign last year. Had that connection with Gus Bradley. He's a free agent this year. Trayvon Mullen, up and down. You know, I don't know if you're really worth the first round pick up to this point. I would try to bring back Casey Hayward. They could also be in position though to take a corner at 22 if that is McDuffie or Andrew Booth. I believe I mentioned them as well with one of the other teams. And lastly, is just linebacker. They have Denzel Perriman under contract for another year. KJ Wright tackles. What was that? Let them in tackles. Let them in tackles. KJ Wright was decent. 33 free agent. I don't think he's going to be a high priority signing. Um, one of their rookies, uh, Diablo, played really well. So, you know, maybe not the biggest need, but I think they could probably upgrade the linebacker position. This is an interesting team because going into the year, I definitely was going into this past season, excuse me. I definitely was not the highest on them given the fact that they completely threw away their offensive line before the the season started. So I was completely out on them and they week in week out showed me that I need to do a little bit more research on the Raiders. Surprisingly enough, they ended up making the playoffs. Derek Carr was fantastic this year, given all the circumstances that, that he was put through this year. You lose rugs, you lose your head coach, really unfortunate events happen, but through it all, Derek Carr was the constant. He was fantastic for them this year. Darren Waller, Missed some time, and that definitely 
put a, a damper on that offense as well, given the fact that he is easily their number one option when he's healthy. However, when you need to step up and you're given an opportunity, you have to seize it, and that's exactly what Hunter Renfro did, having over 1,100 yards, having nine touchdowns this season. He was fantastic. I do agree. You need to bring in another wide receiver on that. Excuse me, on that outside, Devonte Adams. I'm obligated to bring his name up, given the connection between him and and Derek Carr, uh, going back to college. However. I don't think that it's going to happen personally. I don't think that Devontae Adams does come to, to to the Raiders. I just don't see it happening financially. It would be very tough for them to make it work out unless he's their only free uh, free agent signing this offseason. That, That's enough. Fair enough. But then what are we doing with this offensive line? Are we just completely saying through the draft we're going to try and build it? We're going to bring in guys on vet minimum deals and hope that it works out? Is that what you were saying with Nate Soldier, which is why you mentioned him coming to the Raiders? Look, I think those are value guys. I mean, I think he can go because he has connection with Josh McDaniels. And oh, you're saying Nate Soldier? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So does Ted Karras, who's gonna who's a free agent for the Patriots right uh-huh. now. No, I, I like that. Th- I those like that are option. those are two guys that I think could come in and they have a connection, they have familiarity, and also I know that Devontae Adams is the dream scenario, but. When Josh McDaniels left the Patriots originally in 2010 to take the Broncos job, in that same draft, he drafted Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker, who were cornerstone receivers for the Broncos. When Payman was there, for yeah, sure. for sure. So McDaniels has shown that he can he draft. An, receivers. He has an eye for a receiver. He can draft receivers. If only he told Belichick how to draft him. And they have the 22nd pick in the draft. Like I, like we were talking before with the Patriots. There's guys before them that Jameson Williams can, has Raider ran all. Yeah, that over would him. be that Just would be fastest, electric. You know? yeah. That would be electric, and I would be upset because then I have to root against him. But I definitely am the highest on Jameson in this draft. He definitely could land here, and this could really turn this offense around. Derek Carr. Only thing with that is, does he turn Jameson Williams into an a thousand yard receiver in his rookie season? I think he has those. I think he if, can. If Jameson, if Jameson is healthy, Jameson, yeah. correct. Yeah. It's like, but Derek Carr's at a point in his career where he needs to start getting further in the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. And that starts with building an offensive line, not having him scramble outside the pocket where that's where he makes his errant throws. If he's really going to make any mistakes, it's when he's trying to do too much and extend the play. Give him time to sit in this pocket. Let him actually see the field develop. Give him an extra receiver on the outside. If you were to bring in Allen Robinson, make it a cheap option, but really focus on building this offensive line. I feel like that's the thing. I'm going to keep bringing him up because he is the the few of the great wide receivers available that, that are going to be cheap. I feel like I'm hearing Derek Carr blame. Well, on what? I just said how I started it was Derek Carr through it all was the constant of the Raiders yeah. having success. But, but there was a little shade there. All I said is to make it further I, in the playoffs, and that's right. He no, does. I'm saying at this point in his career where he needs to actually he prove something. Doesn't, to, he doesn't have a playoff win. That's. I'm not saying that that's a knock. I love Derek Carr. We don't have to debate this. Derek Carr is a phenomenal quarterback. He's awesome. You're paying him 40 mil? Why not? I'm just asking. Why not? I'm talking, I'm talking on some legacy. On, on legacy talk. Is that fair? Okay, but. That's it. He's got to prove something to me. To, to the world. Not me. I know, I I know Derek Carr is good. Are the Great. Raiders not the Lions of the AFC? The Lions? I, I could not disagree more. Over the past couple of... What was big you disagree? The Jets exist? 
The Browns. We've had the, more, the, the like, Browns. Dude, the Jets have had the more. Bengals? The Jets have had more playoff wins in the last twenty years than the Raiders. What like five? <laughs> the Browns. The Browns are perfect answer. Yeah. Since two thousand, but the Browns have turned it around recently, which yeah. is credit to them. Two thousand five to now, the Raiders have made the playoffs twice. Oh, one I'm, time in twenty sixteen. One time in this past season. They they have never given Derek Carr a defense that isn't. A bottom twenty defense. It's no. been bottom twenty every single year. I'm with you. He's been there. I'm the weapons you. have not been great. I hate that he's talking to me like this. Like I really like slap Derek Carr in the no, face. You didn't. No, but you I'm didn't. just saying. I'm just saying. It's like he <laughs> no, has to win a playoff look game. He's giving me. Yeah. No. He he gave you the. No. It's the the no, back and sides. This, this is this is this is why I say it though because you were like, does Derek Carr make Jamison Williams an a thousand yard receiver? That I, I was like, wait, what? What? Like, I'm, like it's a rookie wide receiver. No, Are we? That's a lot you, of you, expense. You made it. He made it sound like Derek Carr is going to limit him. No, that's not. That was not what I said. It not how I. I meant didn't. It I didn't interpret it that way either. All I meant is he's a rookie wide receiver. Yes, it's it's been shown in history. Rookie, 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 rookie wide receivers can come in and be effective for sure. However, I am trying to tamper expectations from a guy who just tore his ACL. I interpret it as yes. you saying Derek Carr is oh. limited. Could he do that for Jamison? I literally started my spiel saying Derek Carr was the reason why you the better. Raiders were great. You better. Maybe if you weren't on your phone and you listened to me. <laughs> I, you know, listen. that, I was yes. listening to you. <laughs> Come on. I was listening to you. You were. You were. I'm just messing. One name I'll throw out there, too, for the draft, at least. I think N'Kobe Dean would be someone who... Nah. No, you're not messing with that. Not I think the Kobe <laughs> Dean at 22. I know there's kind of been some talk keep possibly going earlier, but linebacker don't really see going top 15. Um, I think Max Crosby gives them a presence on defense, but I think Nicobe Dean could really be the leader and the vocal leader of that defense. You know, someone could come and be the yeah, one calling call all the plays. Question: what? Do you think they need a linebacker? I feel like Perriman's he's he's a solid option. That's the only linebacker they have. And that's really it. KJ Wright's going to be a free agent. Yeah. Perriman like is also overrated. DeAndre, he just, he Devondre tackles, Campbell would be one of them. That Diablo was the 14th rated uh, run defense, whatever, however you want to call it. But yeah, 14th rated run defense by, uh, or run defender, I guess is the better word, by PFF. Man, you over here with Derek Carr, you talking about Max Crosby, like he's not an elite. No, he is. Like, he is. On. When did I say anything bad I'm just, about I'm Derek just saying Carr. I feel like for a, lot, for a team, usually the signal caller and the person who's like making all the adjustments are the linebacker or safety. And listen, why we need CZ Mosley. And listen. I'll, yeah, but that's why I think N'Kobe Dean, who played at Georgia, won a national championship, okay, is a vocal I, I, guy. Okay, it I makes agree sense. with you. It makes sense. But, yeah. okay, and I'll also you. say this. I'm, so sure, I'm sure everyone in the comments section will agree. Derek Carr has to prove something for his legacy. Mm. Can we agree? That's okay. fair. Were you saying At the same point. thing when Stafford was in Detroit? Yes. Okay. Which I had nothing why, to say. But that. I have no doubt, and like, which is fair. You can agree. To, you can attest to this. I trusted Stafford. Yeah, like, if Derek Carr goes to but Tampa Bay, I understand how good Derek Carr is. You know if Derek Carr goes to a serious contender, I'm going to be high on them. It's For that sure. simple. Yeah. It's shot again. I saw. Um, there was one of the Steelers because I saw Joey retweet it. Um, said, "Would you give up? I think it was two first, two first. and a third to get Derek Carr on the Steelers." I think I would do it. He said, no way. I said, only reason I wouldn't do it if I'm the Steelers, they need to address the offensive line. They do. It's still terrible. But wouldn't He's you say? He's the third best quarterback in that division. Who? Derek Carr. If yeah. he goes? And to the Steelers, yeah. He's the third best quarterback in the AFC West. Oh, yeah. Yeah, might, that's you know. true. It's just, I mean, but they have Lamar knows? and Burrow. Like, who knows top what 10 happens if he goes to the Steelers, they give him an offensive line. You have 
You have the weapons. Deontay Johnson, you have Maple Tron, you have Najee. Yeah. Bro, that offense could be crazy. Listen, the Steelers made the playoffs, and I think the Steelers roster is probably better than the Raiders was. And now you're upgrading from Ben to Derek Carr. Like, you're winning a playoff game. Uh, That's interesting. I don't know if it was better. You're saying the Steelers was better, actually? The Steelers roster. Mm. Mm. Okay. I can level with that. Fair. Okay. okay. Thanks. I had to think about it because weapons-wise, I lean Steelers, running back, Najee and, and Josh Jacobs in the long haul is going to be Najee Harris. Yeah. Defensively, that's where that's the difference. Yeah, but Minka and, and Watt put it over the top for me. That's why I said no. Yeah. That's the difference for sure. Totally forgot about Cameron Sutton. Yeah, well, I'm just saying the two. They have two <laughs> elite, elite guys. You know, I know what you mean, man. I'm very excited to talk about this next team. The Los Angeles Chargers. Now. They have bread. I put up on my Twitter that I wouldn't re-sign Mike Williams. Hell no. And I stand on it. And listen, I know Chargers fans tune in. I know we've lost touch, but you guys are always in my hearts for sure. After you said Joe Burrow's better than Herbie, they really said... No thanks, Joel Moran. Still I don't think it? so. I, no, I, yeah, I still stand by it. And I, I love her. Yo, that is a poopy take. It's really not. It's not a great take. It's really, okay, whatever. It's not one of your best. I'll we need a toilet flush button. Yeah, that'd be tough. <laughs> I love Chargers. I love Chargers family. I love, it's Bolt Gang. I love Bolt Gang. It's Bolt Gang. I'm, Bolt. A, part, I'm a part of Bolt Gang. I don't know, I've already they been kicked a, you out. They didn't kick me out. They kick, a, bro, they messaged me privately, actually. Yeah, I don't think the Bolt Gang president speaks for one person. You know, it's whatever. I know I'm a part of Bolt Gang. They kicked you. I know that Chargers fans love me. They fuck with me. It's, it is what it is. <laughs> call, call how it is. <laughs> yeah, keep it stuck. You know what? You're back in. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that was hard. So now let me get into my offseason for them. <laughs> Yo, that was hard. I'm not even getting front. <laughs> they went nine and eight last season. This past season, yeah. they lost to Week 18 heartbreaking fashion. Some people want to pin the blame on Harbor. It's ridiculous. That's he nonsense. converted like six, four downs. They don't watch Either here or there. Like fourth and tens, too. You look at the free agents. Linville Joseph, Chris Harris, Mike Williams, Jared Cook, Ode Abushi, Nwosu, Hopkins, Jackson, Kaiser White, Schofield, and Donald Parham. They have $57 million in cap space, but if they cut Brian Bulaga, which they should, he's only played 11 games in the last two seasons, they save $11 million. They can have $68 million in cap space. Now, I'm re-signing Linval Joseph. In order for Brandon Staley's scheme to work, they need a great defensive line. I'm re-signing Nwosu. He was up and down. He had some moments, but ultimately I think you re-sign him Dustin Hopkins gave the Chargers at least somewhat of a reliable kicker. And Parham, I'm re-signing just because red zone threat, 6-8. It makes sense. And Kaiser White, who played really well at the linebacker position. Mike Williams, because the Chargers have so much money, it, 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 it seems like just an easy thing to say, just give him the money. But I can't do that. The Chargers need to upgrade the right side of their offensive line, right tackle and right guard. Abushi, I think, is out. Brian Bulaga, I think, gets cut. I'm looking at Trent Brown. Get him in right away. Pay him whatever he wants. I'm looking at the guards, Andrew Norwell, Brandon Scherf, Glowinski, Austin Corbett, Alex, Alex, Alex Kappa. Just pay them. Get an upgrade. I'm looking at a receiver of the Cowboys that was once on the Cowboys and Michael Gallup. 
And I look at him versus Mike Williams, and I don't see much of a difference. I think they're similar style receivers. I think they both high point the ball. Mike Williams, I think, is better. There's no doubt about it. But I think Michael Gallup coming off that ACL injury, I'm not too sure how many teams are going to give him a big-time offer. The Chargers can give him a offer that is team-friendly, that saves a lot of cap, so they can just splurge on offensive linemen and getting a tight end as well. Michael Gallup is said to be back by August, so he will play by week one. And in the draft, I'm drafting Chris Olave. And that's my that's what I think the Chargers should do, not sign Mike Williams. I get it, though. Mike Williams is young, first year being an ex. He started off great. On but fire. He was insane. He started off great. But he slowed down as the season yeah. progressed. Picked it back up. I thought Williams coming into this past season was going to have a big time year. He was on that type of pace, but he just didn't keep it up. Keenan Allen right now, I think age is catching up with him. He can't stretch out the defense. That's where I He's think Chris, that type though. Yeah, I, that's where I think Chris Olave comes in. I think he gives him that vertical threat. Michael Gallup gives him that red zone target. And at tight end, I'm looking at Zach Ertz, Eric Ebron even an O.J. Howard who they can sign on the low. And the reason why I don't want the Chargers to give Williams a big-time big contract is because they still have holes on his defense. Chris Harris is gone. Asante Samuel showed flashes, but he was average at best. And then you have Michael Davis, who was average at best as well. They need cornerback depth. I think Darius Williams reunites with Brandon Staley. They pick him up at corner. And then they need another defensive tackle to pair up with Linvel Joseph. I think B.J. Hill from Cincinnati makes perfect sense. So my dream scenario for the Chargers, this is my mock offseason. Justin Herbert, Eckler, Keenan Allen, Michael Gallup, Chris Olave, O.J. Howard, Slater, Filer, Lindsley, Alex Kappa, Trent Brown, and on defense, Joy Bosa, Linvel Joseph, B.J. Hill, Nwosu, Kaiser White. You give Kenneth Murray one more year just because you drafted him so high. Asante Samuel, Darius Williams, Michael Davis, Michael Davis Derwin James, and Adderley. And then you use the other draft picks to, to draft the other positions you need. They have 11 picks in the draft. They have eight on day three. So I think they have more than enough draft capital to fill up needs. I don't think just because they have the money, they should go out and splurge on it. I'll say it again. Mike Williams is too inconsistent for the Chargers to pay him big-time money. I know Herbert needs help, and the solution for that, for me at least, is sign Michael Gallup on a team-friendly deal. I think he can give you similar production to Mike Williams and draft Chris Olave. Use that first-round pick on a receiver. I think Chris Olave would be perfect next to Justin Herbert, and now you filled out your receiving core. If Gallup comes back as a, a three-fourths of the receiver he was in Dallas, you're getting a guy who can give you 800 to 1,000 yards a season. That's awesome. Next to Olave, who I think is going to be a really good NFL receiver, and Keenan Allen still has some years left. I think it's more than enough. It's interesting. You think uh, Gallup and Mike Williams are similar? I, I look at Mike Williams. I know Gallup could go up and get it, but I feel like Mike Williams is more of that big body traditional X receiver. Not that Gallup can't, but I feel like he's more of a, a more 
a better downfield threat than Gallup is. He is. He no, Mike Mike Williams is better than Gallup. I think Gallup could do some more. I think he's a better route runner than Mike. Yeah. Mike Williams and Gallup, I think, are similar receivers, but Mike Williams is a bit better. I think they're both got like in Dallas, they're both guys who are jump ball receivers that were used like that. At I least think Gallup's da- more than a jump ball receiver. Well, Mike yeah. is that's where he's that's what Gallup was butter. using Dallas, though. He was, you know, that guy that the red zone target jump ball receiver. I think Mike Williams is that he's definitely better, but for the price point that he's asking for, I mean, yeah, there is no way I'm giving Mike Williams eighteen million dollars yep, a year. The exact number. There's no way he's too inconsistent to invest that much money in injury history. Why give Mike Williams eighteen mil when I could get Michael Gallup for five million? And then just draft the first round receiver and Chris Olave or Traylon Brooks, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. I think Michael Gallup is gonna, he's gonna fly under the radar. I really do. You don't think? I think he could get like ten, bro. I don't know. Five seems very cheap for him. Robbie Anderson got ten million off of a nine hundred yard season with one of the worst offenses that's, in the NFL. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but Michael Gallup's coming, coming off, off an ACL. ACL. That's I know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's more than five million. And I, I think with the tight end, I think I'm short selling them. OJ Howard is just like a potential pick. Yeah. But I think Zach Ertz would be perfect with the Chargers. That makes sense. I think he would be perfect with the Chargers. The three needs I have for them, corner, interior defensive line, and wide receiver as well. So starting off with corner, they picked Asante Samuel in the second round. And as you mentioned, he had an up and down year. But I think for a second round pick, he showed enough promise for me to be, be comfortable with him being one of my starting corners next year. Michael Davis has some good size, but he was the 96th rate quarter by PFF. He's not someone that... I'm thrilled to be starting with. Mm-hmm. And then they have the money to go out and make a splash signing. They have a new owner, obviously, that they, they got in the last couple of years, right? Am, am I making that up? I'll look. Go ahead. Keep talking. Why do I feel like I, I might be making that up? I don't know. Um, they were There were talks about Jeff Bezos buying them. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm just thinking about the Rams. Um, not. No. No? Okay. Regardless. Dean Spanos. But De- Jeff Bezos did, did yeah. want to buy the Chargers. You mentioned Chris Harris, someone who you know came in, played pretty well for them, but he he's also past his prime. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, you know, he's not a, he's slated to hit free agency. So I do think so. I, I actually I do think that Chris Harris being a slot corner hurt Asante Samuel. I think Asante Samuel's best slot. in a slot. And he was forced to be an outside boundary corner. I think he's best in a slot. That's why you go out and get Darius Williams. You know, mm-hmm. be that boundary corner. Young. Would I be surprised if they go out and get J.C. Jackson? I wouldn't. I, I was going to say that's but, another one. But names that I had if would they be a big-time signing for them. Like, yeah. if they splurge, splurge, splurge on corner. Williams con- concerns me a little bit only for the fact that he had the protection of Jalen Ramsey. I understand what you're saying, but Brandon Staley, when he went to the Rams, Darius Williams was one of the top-rated corners in the NFL. And I think... Losing Brandon Staley this past season hurt his play. I think he goes back with Staley, mm-hmm. and he picks up his play again. Another one. Do we believe that there could be a possible reunion with Casey Hayward? Possible. I don't think it happens. Okay. Possible. I don't okay. think it happens. All right. Yeah. Um, but moving on, interior defensive line, we know they struggle against the run the entire year. They have an elite pass rusher in Joey Bosa, but the interior, they allowed the third most rushing yards per game. Jerry Tillery, been a bust so far in his career. He's never ranked higher than the, good. the 97th ranked tackle by PFF. I mean, there's only only great like 110 of them, so he was great as one of the worst. 
Um, someone else, Justin Jones, a former third-round pick, showed some promise over the last two years. Potentially, he can move into a starter role. But I think you mentioned it, bringing back Linval Joseph and then possibly bringing in some guys who could be a lot better against the run. A few names I have here, DJ Jones from San Francisco, Akeem Hicks from Chicago, BJ Hill from Cincinnati. I think all three of those guys really beef up the interior of the line, probably or most definitely at least help them next year go from they won't be the third worst or sixth worst against the um against the run, right? This is a team that you got to be able to stop the runner. Us, we saw this year was one of the reasons why they weren't able to make it into the playoffs. And then moving on lastly to wide receiver, Mike Williams is someone who's going to command a lot of money just because it's a bit of a slow market in free agency. You have Chris Godwin who came off an injury. Allen Robinson who's coming off his worst year of his career. Then you have just some older guys like the Jamison Crowders and the T.Y. Hiltons and the A.J. Green. So there's no big ticket wide receiver in free agency. So it's going to be Mike Williams. He's going to be the one who gets all of the money or at least the biggest contract unless someone really goes out and pays Chris Godwin top dollar. Can I ask you this? They're the second most they have the second most amount of cap space in the nfl justin herbert is among the best quarterbacks in the nfl if you're Devonte adams you're not thinking about coming to la and playing with herbie you're considering it but i don't i don't i know there was a report that came out that's saying they would let him test free agency i think green bay would be ridiculous i think at the least you have to franchise tag him just so you have his rights and you could trade him that makes sense. But it would make sense for Green Bay because you're getting him out of the conference. I think it is going to be a sign and trade. I think that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I think they would be crazy just to let him walk. But then a couple other guys, Josh Palmer, former third round pick, he had showed some flashes. I, like I don't feel comfortable with him being my wide receiver two right now. Guy in the free agent. I don't feel comfortable with him being my wide receiver three. Easy. I like Palm, I, he Palmer showed some, some flashes, flashes, but again, yeah, I'm not ecstatic about it. And I like his body, like his his body. Take it easy, kid. Jesus H Christ. Jeez, I like Palmer, but he's not. He's not ready yet. Even and even if I don't think, I think they he's bring a depth back receiver. I still think if you bring back Mike, wide receiver in round one's not out of the question. You have Herbert, who's one of the best quarterbacks mm. in the league. Just put as many weapons around him as you can. I know um Austin Gale from PFF said he's gonna put Jameson Williams to seventeen to the Chargers for all of the mock drafts going forward. If you that compare would be him scary, man. Yes, with Herbert's arm, like I understand wide receiver might not be the biggest need for them. But I've been saying it the entire episode. You need multiple elite weapons. I think we're we're all going to agree here. For one, I want to say this: Justin Herbert's weapons get severely overrated. Keenan Allen is not who he once was. Uh, why do you why are you hating on Keenan, bro? He's I'm good. not hating on Keenan, he's but damn he's good. not an elite receiver anymore. He's out. He's like he's top fifteen. No, he's not. I think. Oh he's, my goodness! I think what he's right around he's there. He's not top fifteen. You don't think so, bro? No. Oh Keenan Allen is good. Who's better uh, right now, Amari Cooper or Keenan Allen? You Keenan. said you said the perfect name. You think so? Nah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. You He's said the not. perfect name. I think I'll take I'll I don't even Keenan. think Amari Cooper is like borderline top 15, bro. Bro, look DK at look Metcalf what, for Keenan Allen. Better, like who? Are, who are, we know who's better. DK. We know who's better. Tyler Lockett or Keenan Allen? Keenan. Keenan. Based off this last year, look what Amari Cooper put up, bro. He had week one, he was phenomenal. Outside of that, he did borderline nothing. Weeks 2 to 17, I don't think he had more than two games over 80 yards. All right, here we go. Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb. He's over Keenan right now. Stephon Diggs, for sure. Tyreek Hill, for sure. He does. No, CeeDee gets gets overrated as hell. He does. T. Higgins or Keenan Allen? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That one's tough. Keep going, though. All right, Hunter Renfro, I'm taking Keenan Allen. 
Keenan Allen just put up 106 yards, yeah. 106 catches, 1,100 yards, and six touchdowns. Yeah, no. I, can we just name receivers? No, though? I, like, I, I, I know the The stat, year before, 100 catches, 1,000 yards, eight touchdowns. The year before, 100 catches, 1,200 yards, six touchdowns. T Higgins, can we can at least level with me? T Higgins and Keenan Allen's a conversation. It is, but he has okay. five yeah, no, years bro, in a row oh, with at least oh. 97 catches and 992 oh, yards. Yeah, no, I'm not, dis- I'm not disrespecting Keenan Allen. I'm not doing it. I'm just I'm okay, reading the list. Okay, sorry, go on. Hunter Renfro, Keenan Allen, clean. DK, Mef- and DK Metcalf, you're saying you're taking Keenan Allen. Deontay Johnson. You're taking Deontay over I'll Keenan, take Deontay. Bro. I take Deontay. Tyler Lockett, I'm taking Keenan Allen. Take Keenan. Chris Godwin, I'm taking Chris Godwin. If Godwin, yeah, Godwin's healthy for sure. AJ Brown. AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen. Mike Evans. Terry's another one who gets overrated. Terry's better than Keenan Allen, though. That's a mm. fact. That's a fact. But that's a fact. Terry's in a bad situation. You that's a that fact. Respect. I understand, bro. I know he is. That's it's not a, a fact. Fa- no, it's, it's not a, a fact. Hold, it's not wait. a fact. It's not a fact. Okay, let's ask TikTok then. Let's ask TikTok All this right. question. Right. TikTok, who's better, Terry McLaurin or Keenan Allen? Terry McLaurin right now? has this cult following that everyone thinks he's going to be a top ten receiver. It's three years in a row. It hasn't happened. Stop it. He's You're been being elite rude. every single season rude. in elite. He has not been elite. Yes, he has. He's been I, a top ten receiver for three years. Bro, I think I you know, can. Elite strong. He's the, the last two years, Keenan Allen's been better. R- rookie season, he didn't get a thousand yards. I understand that, but when he was matched up against any top corner, he torched them. Terry's good. Terry he McLaurin gets, he gets a lot of Ter- hype for Terry the numbers McLaurin, he puts up. It's not you can. Who's argue, better, Deontay or Terry? You can. Terry McLaurin's better no, than Deontay Johnson. Better. Deontay's better. No, bro. he's I don't, not. No. Terry McLaurin's better. better than Deontay Johnson. No, Deontay's putting up better numbers. This past year, at least, read you, than I'll, Terry has with you, a bad quarterback. I'll read you this. Blurb. What the hell does Washington have, bro? I'll, I'll, what has ben, Washington ben been ben having? Was terrible. I'll read you this blurb. Taylor Heineke. Take it easy. He's not good either. Kyle Allen. They both had Alex bad situations, Smith? and Deontay put up better Dwayne numbers Haskins? this past year. Deontay can't get the ball more than five yards bro, down the field. Do me a Everything's favor. after do the catch. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Name me one good quarterback Terry McLaurin has played with. One. One. Yeah, that's tough. I, I understand, One. but bro, we have to sit here and act like Ben hasn't been a, t- a bottom ten quarterback the last two years. McLaurin isn't overrated. You know, you want to know he gets what, overrated. No, no, you want to know what happens? People understand McLaurin is in one of the worst situations for a receiver and still puts up great production. So they assume if you put him with a great quarterback. He can definitely have a top five receiving season in the NFL. That's without a doubt. I'll read you top this. Top five? Yes. Jesus. I'll He's going to be better than Jettas, Chase, Tay. Help me out. Hill. Hill. Stephon Diggs. Debo Samuel. He can't have Debo. a... Debo. Jamar Chase. I said Chase. He okay. can't have a better season than Stephon Diggs? I don't think so. No. Switch Diggs and McLaurin. What happens? Seriously, still puts up numbers, no, bro. seriously, <laughs> seriously, bro. We're talking about Stephon Diggs. Who we're was talking like, about Terry McLaurin? No, no, no. Stephon like, Diggs. What the hell? After last season was hey, but uh, I'll just three. say this. I want to read this. Blurb. We, we mean, we mean that was like 15 right there, though. No, I'm taking. Oh That's no, a there's fact. a few. There's a few. Um, so but, I'm not wrong for saying Keenan Allen's not top 15. No, no he's top no, 15. He's top 15. No, he's bro. not. He's top 15. All right, here's this. Blurb. Are you saying Jalen Waddle or Keenan Allen right now? Jalen Waddle. Who's better? Okay, he's not top fifteen, bro. He's he's, he's not right top there 15. at fifteen. All right, but he's, he's not right, top he's fifteen. Right there. My original point was you he's can make not the argument that he's fifteen. No, he's top fifteen. Um, I'll tell you this. No, he's not. McLaurin went from getting open at one of the highest rates in the NFL to hardly doing so in twenty twenty one. Over thirty seven percent of his targets were 
this past season were contested compared to 21% in his first two NFL seasons. Listen, they both just had terrible quarterbacks. Big Ben, I am on record. He was one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He cannot move the ball down the field at all. Deontay Johnson put up 107 catches, 1160 yards, and eight touchdowns, while Terry, also in a bad situation, 77 catches for 1,050 yards and five touchdowns. And the eye test does it for me. Listen, Look, Terry Clorin's good as hell. He's a very good receiver. He's not better than Keenan. He's not better than Deontay Johnson. He isn't. Okay. He's better than DJ Moore. I'll give you that. Okay. DJ Moore's better than Keenan Allen right now. No, he's not, bro. You're shacking a fool. He is better than Keenan Allen no, right now. No, he's not. He can do more than him. Nope. DJ Moore's DJ just in a Moore bad situation, can, bro. Eesh, DJ tough. Moore just put up the same numbers Keenan Allen put with a horrible situation. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are we talking about here? This man, Keenan Allen, gives you 100 catches, 1,100 yards, and seven touchdowns Bro, for five DJ straight years. DJ Moore had 1,000 yards this season with no quarterback. What are you talking about? What are you talking about right now? He just not... Uh, he, he had a decent season. With no quarterback. He he had a decent a good season. That, that's what what are you talking about? You underrate DJ Moore, I'll, I'll Bro, take, Okay, so DJ... I said to, I'll take okay, I'll okay. take DJ Moore over Terry. Let's just start. I'll take let, I'll take Keenan. Are you taking DJ Moore over Terry? I'm taking him over Keenan. For sure. You're not taking nah. over Terry? Yeah, I'm taking over Keenan for sure. But not Terry. I love Terry. For sure bro. is bonkers. Okay, okay. What, what okay. Are we talking Can about we start here? this back? Okay. Is Keenan Allen a top 15 receiver? You say he is. Without but, a doubt. Okay, he has five but, years of 100 catches, 1,000 right, yards, okay, seven let's touchdowns. Li let's, lift off, let's list off the names. All right. Devontae Adams. No, let me go. I'll do it. Uh, oh, okay. All right. I had him. <laughs> Cooper Cup. No. Justin Jefferson. No. Devontae Adams. No. Jamar Chase. No. Debo Samuel. No. That's five. Tyreek Hill. No. Stephon Diggs. No. That's seven. Tyler Lockett. Yes. I would take, I would take Deontay Johnson. I would take Deontay. I'm taking Deontay. So that's eight. eight. DJ Moore. I'll take DJ. I'll give it to him. I'm, I'll take him. It's, I'm, I'm going to take Keenan. Close. I'm taking Keenan. That's nine. Mike Williams, his teammate. I'm Keenan, taking Keenan. And I'm not thinking twice. Eyes closed. Chris Godwin. 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 That's 10. C.D. Lamb. Keenan. I'm taking Keenan as well. But obviously for upside, you have to, you have to lean C.D. But I'm taking Keenan right now. T. Higgins. Keenan. That is so tough. T. Higgins a dog. But it's Keenan. Mm, that's so tough. This time next year, at the end of next season, might be different. But right now, Keenan. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be on the right side of history. I'm going T. Higgins. That's 11. Michael Pittman Jr. Keenan, Keenan Allen. Terry McLaurin. Keenan Allen. Keenan. Hunter Renfro. Keenan, Keenan Allen. Brandon Cooks. Keenan, Keenan Allen. Mike Evans. Evans. Mike. Jalen Waddle. Waddle. Jalen. That's 13 right now mm -hmm, that you got. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. DK Metcalf. Keenan. He's better than Keenan. What? It's DK uh, DK is tough for me because he obviously has the physical stature to be an elite wide receiver. He's done it. This past season, he was a little underwhelming. I'll take Keenan. AJ Brown. AJ. AJ. Amari Cooper. Keenan. Keenan. You just said Amari. No, I, I said it's the perfect name. That's where I was going to start. That's, okay. That's 14, though, for you. Yeah. And that's on the. And you picked Keenan over DK, which is hot. Is, that's a stretch. Is it? That's, yes, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. Uh, it's a stretch. So He's not better than 15 DK. 15 was the perfect number. I didn't finish my receiver. I got. No, keep going. Tyler Boyd. Okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for Auden Tate. Brandon Ayuk, though. Brandon Ayuk. For real, though. Keenan. Keenan. Come real, on, bro. Man said, for real, though. Five years, 100 catches, 1,100 yards. Keenan. Keenan. That's close, though. That is a good conversation. 
I could have that. He's just a possession guy. He's not going to make the flashy highlight real plays. DeAndre but- Hopkins. Uh, okay. That's 15. I didn't even mention Hopkins either. Okay, he's so even injured. I said he's a top 50 receiver. We're at 15. I, but my original point you, was he wasn't top 15. Your original point was like, no way he's top 15. Robert Woods. Keenan Allen. Keenan. No, Robert Woods is better than Keenan no, Allen. He's not. Yes, no, he no, is. he's not. He's no, not. He's not. Trust me. He's not. Robert Woods has five years of 100 catches, 1,100 yards, and 7, 8 touchdowns. Bro, this isn't a longevity award. It's about who's now, who's better I'm now. He's no, better. Bro. Okay, Robert Woods coming over torn ACL or Keenan Allen right now. He's one of the best black and white receivers in the NFL. He could do everything on Keenan, the Okay, Robert Woods torn ACL coming off of or Keenan Allen. Like, come on, bro. Brother, trust me. Yeah, like, he's not. Antonio Brown. Keenan. Antonio Brown's not playing again, bro. Who cares? Uh, I'll give you I'll give it to you but come on bro you know it's nah, touchdown AB's, Brown AB's nasty it's AB 100%. it's AB Odell Keenan nah Odell's better you don't think the Rams would take Keenan over Odell no no you think the Rams would have Odell than Keenan do you see how fast Odell is bro, I, I guess him Julio and Cup have, have oh, come on bro <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I'm saying I know cause I guess him and, and Cup have a bit similar skill sets yeah but I would. St- I think I would take. I would take Keenan over Odell in a heartbeat. Corey Davis yeah, in a heartbeat. Come on, Elijah Moore's a discussion. <laughs> Rashad Bateman, Shoddy B too. Jarvis Landry, Bash Bateman. Nah, bro, bro. Literally, I, bro. That's all I said. He wasn't top fifteen, bro. And he's fi- fifteen on the dot. But what I said was true, though. He's not the elite receiver he once was. He's the fifteenth. Okay, yes, I agree. He's not elite, but he's bored like right and there. He's only one. Keenan Allen has had injury concerns throughout his career. But it's weird early. injuries. That was early. It was he's like not, a lacerated okay, kidney. Okay, like that it was these weird okay, things. It's a, it's, and he it's did tear his ACL. It's still a fact, ACL, though. I know, but it's a freak, fact. Like free kind of okay, it's torn a ACL, fact. A lacerated what injuries kidney. are that freak early, injuries? That was early in his career. He's he's had a clean bill of health for a few okay, years. Okay, but he he's played 15, 14, 16, 13, 16. That's what I'm saying. He's had okay, a clean bill of health. Okay, bro, we get it. But the fact is that he's had injuries. The last time he was hurt, he was 2016. That's six years ago. Yeah, it was. It was a few. It was a long time. Okay. This one I'm finishing off with. All right, let's hear it. My point was that Keenan Allen isn't the elite receiver he once was. He's getting older. He's only going to get worse. So it makes a lot but of sense he has the game in drafting a receiver in the first round. He'll, That's all I said. He'll age fine. His game isn't based off strictly athleticism. That's not what his game is built around. I know. He's, he's going to age fine. route runner, but he's not who he once was. The Chargers need a number one guy. That's not Keenan Allen anymore, bro. He just had That's the most interceptions of his career. Okay. <laughs> you know that the Chargers were a, a quick passing offense, right? So is That's an what happened. with you. You can't give him credit for that. Bro, bro he put up good for him. It's the scheme, 11, though. 38, and 6. Bro, he had nobody saying he didn't have a fantastic season, bro. We know he did. He's twenty. He's twenty nine. Wait, hold up. If, if, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> They're like he's like Julio. Oh, okay, I, I, wait. Julio dropped off at like similar age, bro. Well, how old's Julio? Thirty one. I think he's 30, 32. And Julio had a lot more injury concerns than Keenan does. Keenan just played sixteen games. Julio was way better than Keenan Allen at that age. At twenty nine, sure. Julio. I mean, Julio, what? Thirty. Thirty three. Thirty three. Okay. Yes, Julio at twenty nine is better than Keenan Allen. Julio so, so basically, so basically, you're telling me he's gonna be. That like top fifteen borderline when he's thirty three. No, but now there's Julio. Is Julio borderline top? What about thirty two? Julio is borderline top forty. What about thirty one? Thirty one, he could be thirty and thirty one. He could still put up great numbers. He could border it. Listen, bro. All I said 
Was what I said. You're being you were That's being it. you're little, being rude. No, I wasn't. You were throwing away Keenan Allen. Now you were. I'm not throwing away Keenan Allen. I'm just saying they need more. That's all yeah, I said. I, I agree. They need more. I agree. I said you could re-sign Mike and still bro, draft a receiver. This all started because I was didn't like, need to do that. Like, all I, we don't all need I, Mike. Bro, weapons. All I said. All I said was that Keenan Allen isn't the receiver he once was. Meaning he's not elite. You he, I, you was like, He literally how? has arguably the best season of his career last year. Okay, you was like, how? And I said, he's not top 15. You said, that's crazy. Then we named 15 and receivers. No, he was 15. He was 15 off for semantics because you, you oh were too stubborn God. to put DK <laughs> oh Metcalf over God. him. You know DK's better, bro. Let's stop the cap. You know DK's better. <laughs> it's a conversation I could have. You know DJ Moore's better, bro. I don't you, know that. You didn't, I don't know you didn't that. pick some receivers over DJ Keenan Moore. Allen. I picked DJ Moore over him. You didn't pick some I receivers did. over Keenan Allen. I picked, DJ Moore, I picked, I picked DJ, Moore. DJ Moore. I picked DJ I didn't. Moore. I didn't. I still don't believe that. I'm taking Keenan. I think DJ Moore's better, bro. He's he's damn good at football. He's yes. not Keenan You're Allen. Telling me, Moore. Hold up. You're telling me you swap Keenan Allen with McLaurin. He's not putting up similar numbers. McLaurin's put up great numbers, I'm sure. He, he'll be better. He'll be better. Ah, 106 catches, 1138, and six. He might not have the receptions, but he'll definitely have a 1,400 yards with Justin plus he, Herbert. Plus, he has not one of the best hands in the league. Okay. Terry, you're saying? or, or Keenan. Both of them, for real, but yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on to the Broncos. This is Drew's team Yes, right here. sir. Okay, so the Broncos Ugh. finished off 7-10. and 10. They have $38.7 million in cap space. Alexander Johnson, Bobby Massey, Bryce Callahan, Josie Jewell, Kareem Jackson, Fuller, Gordon, and Bridgewater are their free agents. Now, Drew, what do they do? What do you want? What do I want? One of our listeners is not going to be happy. I've gotten like eight messages from him. You better not say Rodgers is going to Denver. You're going to lose all credibility. But you're asking me what do I want. I want Aaron Rodgers. Of course. I'm a smart man. I want a top three quarterback in the league on my team because he immediately changes the outlook of the 2022-2023 season. We have way different expectations with Aaron Rodgers on my team, so of course that's who I'm going to want. But let's scale it down. Let's go by real need. Quarterback is definitely our real need, but we'll address that eventually. No, that is our biggest need, 100%. We need an edge rusher. Bradley Chubb, I love him. It's tough to support him as our guy given the fact that he has had some injury issues and early in his career. And the unfortunate stat that last year in seven games, he recorded zero sacks. That was crazy to read. I could not believe it. We need an edge rusher. And I would not be opposed in a million years for a homecoming for Vaughn Miller to come back. I'm actually praying to the good Lord that it happens. Unfortunately, I don't think that it is that it will I, I do believe that he will go back and to to LA, excuse me, sign with the Rams and try to run it back with that team, try and repeat his champions. Congratulations to him, by the way. I also do believe that we could go and make a running at Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones is a free agent, is finally free from, from Arizona and what they've been doing. Unfortunately, they just weren't able to get it done this year. He's going to want some money that they're not going to be willing to pay. We have money to spend, Chandler Jones would be a perfect addition for us. Pair him alongside Bradley Chubb. That would definitely free him up to get to the quarterback. And then you bring in Chandler Jones, who's one of the better pass rushers in the NFL. That would be fantastic. Now, I do. I would like a right tackle. I think that we can address that in the draft. 
with the number nine pick, the way that people have been to a degree not as high on Evan Neal as 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 some as other analysts analysts some I think, analysts I think it's just this guy right here. No, Evan Neal is still the odds on favorite. I was going to say one. number one there, but at the same time, the only Jocko reason Jocko went number one. I know, no, I know. Only reason I don't I, think it's either nine. Though. Only reason why I don't want them to take Evan Neal at one. We're going to talk about it next show, but they have Cam Robinson and they have Norwell, so it, they're going to have to pay one of them, which is why I think they are projecting. Evan Neal to go number one because they're going to not want to pay Cam Robinson. I think more than anything, it's just doing everything you can to get Trev help. I think that's what you sell everyone on. So, but at that, see, now we're trying to make it uh, a Jaguars thing, but really quick. Okay. So, are, would you put Norwell? You would put Cam Robinson, and you would put Evan Neal, or you'd think you, one of them's going to be yeah, gone. You probably, you could probably like Cam Robinson Rock. So, back to my Broncos. We need a right tackle. I would absolutely love if, by some miracle of God, he falls to us at, at nine. It's unlikely. True. It is unlikely, but crazier things have happened. And and maybe a, a video gets out of him smoking weed like a Tunsil. Laramie Tunsil, <laughs> man, that is insane. But I don't see anyone free agency wise at the right tackle position that I would outwardly give a bunch of money towards. I see the de- the the strong need for quarterback. I see the strong need for edge rusher. I would rather put my money there. Now, quarterback situation is tough because there's not many great quarterback free agent options. We would have to trade for all of them. Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, Matty Ice. It, it, we are, we're in a tough situation where we're going to have to give up capital in order to get one of these guys. We're going to get Wentz for cheap. If, if we were to trade for him, it would be a, the cheapest option up to three. That's why I say that. Uh, as for Matt, Matt Ryan, I don't think the price tag would be exponentially high given his contract situation, but we're probably still going to have to give up a first-round pick for for. for Matt Ryan, excuse me, and Aaron Rodgers, forget about it. That price tag is going to be three first-round picks at the minimum, even at that age. It, it That's just how it is. I would love that scenario of Aaron Rodgers to come in, but if I'm going to try and not go complete best-case scenario, I would love Chandler Jones to come into the squad, definitely give us a presence on the edge rush, because defensively, I feel like we have everything. Linebacker could be a little bit better. Devon J. Campbell would be a great option for us. I think uh, corner, uh, too. It's interesting you say that. You need one. Pastor Tan Beast. has top five potential, or has top two potential cornerbacks in the NFL. He's that good. And you slept, and I hate that you were on that side of history. What do you mean I slept? You slept on I him. just said J.C. Horn's better. And that's a mistake. How? J.C. Horn graded no, out No, and you better. also said we made a mistake not taking Micah. Like, Micah was, was a defensive player of the year candidate. It wasn't a mistake. Remember, so you hold, no, up. hold on. We no, no, do no, the no, draft. No. You're taking you, Mike. You're you, taking Pat Sertan over Micah. You said that you guys taking Jamal Adams at six, passing on Mahomes and Deshaun. It was okay, right? People said it was okay. All pro safety, bro. And now Pat Sertan rookie you're, season putting no, up all pro numbers. Wait, wait. So hold up. You in the redraft, you're taking him over Micah. We needed a linebacker. Micah would have been best case scenario, and we needed an edge rush. He can do both. Yes, I would have taken Micah. But I'm okay. just saying, yeah. Pat Sertan, how great he is. So what did I sleep on? I'm just like wondering what I slept said on. said that he wasn't the best rookie corner in this draft. I don't think he is. I think it's JC. I'm telling you right now, Pat Sertan locked up. And name a receiver? He probably put him on clamps this season. Jamar Chase had no catches on him this season. And then Bryce Hall did a good job too. He did do a good job on him, but he still gave up a touchdown. So Tan gave him nothing. That being said, corner, I understand. Bryce Callen's a free agent. Fuller. He's Fuller's a free agent. I think Kareem Jackson comes back. 
I think if we put together a team that can compete to win, I think that we can bring the fact that he has such a leadership presence in our locker room. Mm-hmm. He's really become a fan favorite as well. We could get him to, to we can convince him on a one year on a one year deal take take a little bit of a cut, especially if we put a team around him to compete. I think that our biggest need are, are to address outside of quarterback because that's just the obvious thing. We need to bring in an edge rusher, and I think Chandler Jones would be a great option. And Devondre Campbell, that is a strong possibility as well. Alexander Johnson's a free agent. I don't believe that we're going to bring him back. I think that he's a solid, a solid option for for sure. He played great football for us, but I'm trying to I'm trying to upgrade. And Devondre Campbell's a great coverage linebacker. And ultimately, bring me Rodgers. I just have to be real. Bring me Rodgers, so what? I don't have to stress this. Before you go, it's funny. Because I I was trying to hold back my laughter hearing you talk about the Broncos and Aaron Rodgers. I didn't say anything crazy. Come Bron- on. Broncos, this guy is so No, rude. no. Th- this is why I, I, I laughed. I, ho- I held back my laugh. Broncos fans are... He's been on one. Broncos fans <laughs> are dreaming. Right Broncos fans are dreaming about Aaron Rodgers. The reason they signed Nathaniel Hackett was to lure Aaron Rodgers. Well, guess what? Broncos fans felt the same way when Peyton Manning was trying to make his decision. Wait, wait, hold up. How long has this been? It's been, it's going to be two straight years now that Rodgers is rumored to Denver. This past season, you ended up with Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen this year. The Broncos starting quarterback this upcoming season is going to be Carson Wentz. Uh, worst case scenario. You're going worst case the scenario. dream scenario of Aaron Rodgers and everybody Broncos Honestly, fans are hyping up just to end up with Carson Wentz. That's what's gonna happen. I wouldn't hate it. You shouldn't. I wouldn't hate it. He's definitely better than Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, he's definitely. But I want to hear what's if it's not Rodgers, who is it? Who would you want? It's Matty Ice or Carson. Truthfully, <laughs> I mean, I so want, Carson's not worst. Case. No, no, no. I mean, worst. Case, I guess worst case scenario is Drew Locke, right? Are That's you worse. going to say something positive? About who? The Broncos offseason. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say everything negative. Yeah. I mean, did I say anything positive? Um, Outside of praising our sec- our, our defense? Look, I think... I'm not going to say anything positive. I might as well just bash them the whole time. <laughs> no, like, no, 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 no. I, I think... This guy and his agenda is it's so not an agenda. crazy. I think... It's the, not an agenda. <laughs> the Broncos are, are not going to be good again. Oh, um, my God. I mean, what were you guys? 7 and 7 10? 10. 10. You have so many free agent corners. It's two. You don't have much cap space. I know 38 mil sounds like a lot, but like realistically, getting a you have to sign a quarterback because you don't it's have Pat a quarterback. Sertan right and now. Darby. Like, let's not pretend that we're. Darby like, is mid. As a number two, though, I'll live. Listen. Is that wrong? You don't have a quarterback. We don't. Who, who are you bringing back? I, I 100% guarantee Rodgers does not go to Denver. I hope I like I'm I'm sure you don't want that because then you'd have to hear me. I don't care. It, I, I don't care if Roger goes to Denver. It's not my team. Nah. Why do you think there's no way? Because he's gonna stay in Green Bay. It's gonna happen. But why would he it's do gonna that? happen? Because he has built a connection with those players. That front office has said openly, we are going to surround him. We're gonna be more aggressive with the money. But they don't have to get him. To they win. They, they don't, don't have, have the money. money. That's facts. They can create it in free structures. It's not that difficult for mm. them. I have to look at the numbers, but I, okay. from what I've read, it's going to be hard. You need a quarterback. Yeah. So Teddy Bridgewater is the low-end quarterback. He's going to demand at least $15 million a year. Yeah, we're going to stick with Drew Locke. Carson Wentz, I think, is going to be your quarterback. And 
really, you have, you know, I'm just not high on Denver because I feel like most of the offensive weapons on your team are like what if guys. Because they haven't had the quarterback. Okay. And Bobby Massey's a free agent. You're going to need a right tackle. Maybe he signs, maybe he doesn't. For sure. You need a slot cornerback. You know, who do you bring? I I think Kevin King would be an okay signing coming from Green Bay, Mm -hmm. familiar with Hackett. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some Packers coaches have come along with Hackett, Mm. and he plays well in a slot, so he can be a Bryce Callahan replacement. Or maybe Darius Williams comes because your current secondaries coach, no, your current defensive coordinator coordinator. was just a secondaries coach for the Rams, so that's a possibility. I'm just not high on your team. I'm just not. And it it has mostly to do with this dream that your franchise has sold your entire fan base that you're going to get Rodgers. So that's the only reason you're out on us? Mm-hmm. Why? Because if you don't get – because you're not going to get a quarterback. You're, you're going to be stuck. You said we could get Carson Wentz. He's an average quarterback. Okay. You're going to have an average quarterback, and we've seen in the past that that's not going to get you anywhere. I'll tell you what. His weapons would be significantly better than what he had in Indianapolis. An offensive line would be worse. And our off- No, it's not. Than the Colts? Offensive line? Their pass block was mid. The reason why the Colts' pass block and offensive line was bad was Carson Wentz held to the ball. Because he had no receivers to, to get open. Bro, you know that— Is that, that wrong? Look. Is that wrong? 2020, Carson— Answer. No, let me answer this. I'm going to answer it with this. No, okay. All right. 2020. The Eagles had the same offensive line virtually across the board that they did in 2021. The difference, the reason why this past year they were ranked highly and in 2020 they weren't was because Carson Wentz holds on. Brandon Brooks, wasn't he out the whole year? They still had Jason Kelsey, still had Lane Johnson. These are old guys that are all pros. They're still, they're still playing at a high level. The Eagles were just the number one, one of the the best offensive line in football. Brandon Brooks came back. He also he also definitely they helps. have Lane Johnson and they have definitely come on, come on, fair, let's, let's. fair. No, they got the, they got guys. Carson Wentz struggled like that because he holds on to the ball. If you have Carson Wentz, if you have Carson Wentz, you're not going anywhere. He had no weapons, so you're telling me you're going somewhere with Carson. Wentz. I mean, they were seven and ten with Teddy. Carson and Wentz Locke. and Teddy are the same. Wentz is better. What in terms of like their styles oh. of play are different, but. If you think Carson Wentz is getting giving you more than seven wins, I mean he's not. Can I tell you this? Jerry Judy, Corlin's son, Tim Patrick, Fan. KJ Hamler, Alberto, Noah Fant, Alberto, mm-hmm. Javante Williams. Okay, that is the best group of weapons he's had in his entire career. For sure, for sure. That doesn't mean he's going to succeed. I'm telling you right now, we bring in Carson Wentz, he will succeed. We will make the playoffs. The only thing I push back on, you're in a tough division. Make the playoffs? Well, I mean, the Raiders just made it. Yeah. Okay. Their like, car's better than Carson Wentz. For sure. Sure. Yeah. Our team's better than theirs. So you're telling me yes. if Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to Denver, you want Carson Wentz? See, you want Matt Ryan. Saying. Yeah, I would, that's, Matt Ryan, the, the contracts, I mean, it's really virtually impossible that the Falcons will trade him. We'd have you to have, wait. You'd have to We'd give have up to wait. Like two first, honestly. But, but we... Isn't it after June, right? They can't trade him. Until okay, after let's just June. talk. Yeah, but then why would they? If they're going to trade Matt Ryan, they yeah, want to pick. Let's, this just, year's let's draft. just talk about quarterbacks that are most likely going to be on the open market. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't go to Denver, your best of best option that you want is Carson Wentz. Again, you're not allowing. That's me. not Russ, Deshaun, or Matt Ryan. What you would love one of those guys. I know. But. I mean, you're really handcuffing me here, kid. 
Because when it comes to just I mean, free you, agents, you just told me that Carson Wentz was going to be a playoff team. We, uh, he will. I mean, he's going to have a plethora of options. I think he will be successful. You're asking me what I want. That's what you just said. What I want, correct? Yes. If, if these scenarios don't happen, so again, who's these, the, are, who's, these are guys. Who's your backup plan? So, that's all I'm asking. The backup plan would be once. That's okay. the backup that's plan. That's all I'm asking. There, that now nah, we, we settled a this like ten minutes ago. I know ago. we did because let's be real. It's Rodgers. You're saying no rush, no Deshaun, but Russ could be a possibility. Deshaun probably not, even though he has said or there has been some reports that Deshaun would be open to coming to Denver. I saw some reports saying that he could uh, testify under oath for like nine of the civil cases. Really interesting. Whoa, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that is nuts. Wow. All right. Um. So that aside, you have those three options. Clearly, would just elevate our team to a whole different level, which I'm sure you can agree. And then Matt, Matt, Matt Ryan, who apparently we wouldn't be able to trade for because of the 40 million cap hit that they would take. But are they in a position right now where they would be com- competing for anything if they trade Matt Ryan specifically? It's the dead cap, though. I understand, but you can take that for a season. You also have it's two seasons. It's the, two. The Falcons are also probably looking at the division. If they're like, Tampa Bay doesn't get a quarterback, we could win this division. That's fair enough. You know, they you can. Know fair. They could. I think Atlanta they and could. Arthur Smith has already come out on interviews and said that he's under the assumption Matt Ryan, when he took the job, wants to play. He was under the assumption Matt Ryan would be his quarterback. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So that, that, even though I, I look, I would love Matt Ryan to get traded. You know, I love Matt Ryan. Oh, we know. But it's a possibility that he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Look, I feel for you. I don't want to hear this. I don't want this. Don't patronize. I I feel for you. Look, I don't. I don't want to bash the Broncos, but I got to be honest. I got to be honest. We're a good team. They are a good team. Their biggest need it's just your quarterback away. But we have been saying that since Peyton Manning left. Yeah, and the quarterback away isn't Carson Wentz, bro. I mean, we could be a playoff team with Carson. Yeah, I was gonna say he's not taking you to multiple playoff wins. He's taking you to the playoffs and maybe one. Bro, if he couldn't make it with the Colts, I don't think he makes it with you. guys. We have a better offense than they do. Jonathan Taylor was an MVP candidate. No doubt, but there's more than just one player. And Carson Wentz choked down the stretch. Because his second best option put up under 300, excuse me, 500 receiving He didn't choke because of the weapons. He choked because he played bad. He did. He did. did. But I agree with Drew. If you get Wentz, this is his best set of weapons he's ever had. And that's got to mean something. It means something. I mean, Bridgewater had more turnover-worthy plays than big-time plays. Well, you know, like, I, I'll say this. I, I actually do. I know Serge is listening right now. I actually do hope Wentz does go to the Broncos because then Wentz has no I excuses. can't believe I'm the one defending Wentz. I mean, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm giving him a little I know. He thinks I mean, Jimmy no G is going to be a better option, though, for Indy, yeah, no, which I, I, can't, I just don't I see. I can't do that. I can't I, do I that. I think one Jimmy option. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's. Bro had, like, the third most turnover-worthy plays last year. Okay, and and that's an <laughs> offense where it's just all yak. Get it to Debo out quick. Get it to Kittle. Get it to Ayuk. Anyway, they need weapons. I was gonna say Jimmy G has to make it happen in India. Yeah, literally. It's you. You don't got Debo there. You're asking him to be Derek, Jonathan Taylor. No, you, you want do. you want him to be Derek Carr over there. But they had the best ski, run scheme coach in the league, and he still didn't. Ma- I mean, they went to the NFC Chip. I'm not gonna violate, but it wasn't because of Jimmy G. That's for damn sure. I know. I I clearly know that. Okay. I know that. I think one name to watch out for um, in the draft, at least, is George Karloftis from Purdue. He was someone okay. who's getting a lot of top 10 buzz, edge mm-hmm. rusher, someone you guys could use. No way, not happening. No. Um, obviously, edge is a huge <laughs> need for you guys. Bradley Chubb, his fifth year option's coming up. I'm assuming you guys picked it up already because I feel like this he's going into his fifth year, if Let's I'm correct. Um, but yeah, obviously, Bradley Chubb, when he's healthy, outside of last year, really, when he's healthy, he has been good. Just hasn't been able to stay healthy. Oh, rookie season, he had 12 sacks. Yeah, no. He had all the potentials there. I don't know what happened this past year. Maybe losing Von Miller had some sort of impact on him. 
Um, but yeah, Edge seems like a huge need. Malik Reed had some nice moments for you guys too, but had a down year. 2020, he had 17 quarterback hits and eight sacks. That came down from this past season. Shelby Harris had a down year too. Yeah, but obviously quarterback is the is the huge need there. Also think you need another running back outside of Javante. Melvin Gordon might walk. He might stay. I think Javante, without a doubt, has to be the featured back. But you need to bring in another player who could help uh, take the load off. This is the thing every year, though. We know you're a quarterback away. That's it. Yeah, we just, you know? it's been that it's, way it's since Peyton. Every year. But I do think your defense is going to take a hit, bro. Because it is. Because you're losing yeah. corners and you're big fans. That's the a huge loss. part. That's a huge thing, bro. I can't undersell You bring it. in Chandler Jones. You bring in Devondre Campbell. I'm really, I'm feeling good. How, you can't but afford again, both of them in a quarterback. Not, but uh, Carson Wentz. Wentz is gonna, you're going to pay Wentz 20 mil. At least. We have money to spend. And Devontae Campbell is not going to be that much bro. expensive. What do we have, 50? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't Devontae Campbell 50? demand money, though? He just had an all-pro like season. 20, 20 it's it's going to be around 20. We spoke about Jimmy G briefly, and uh, there was a report that came out that Jimmy G getting traded isn't a lock. Are you concerned about Trey Lance? So this is what Adam Schefter said. Trey Lance is further behind than people realize. Trey Lance is greener than people realize. Trey Lance is going to need more work than people realize. And they have a roster that can win now. So trading Jimmy G isn't out of the question. How do you feel about this? I think this is this is a you question, kid. Because the week, I think maybe the day after the 49ers loss, we got the report that Jimmy G and the 49ers talked about potential destinations to trade him. What happened between then and the in the last month that made them think otherwise? Trey Lance hasn't played. Trey Lance isn't at practice. There's no training camp. So what's happened over the last few weeks? You know yeah, what happened? This, this this report is kind of you know what happens? Everyone knows the Niners are trading Jimmy G. Everyone knows they're gonna trade him. So they're not the 49ers are gonna want a late first or second round pick. They're probably not getting it. So someone from the 49ers organization is leaking out stories to Adam Schefter say, hey, put this out here. You know, we might keep Jimmy G. Just to drive that price up to get a high second round pick or late first. What what has happened? Please tell me. If you know, please tell me. In the last two to three weeks where Jimmy G went from they're talking to the front office about potential destinations to all of a sudden we might keep Jimmy G. You know, Trey Lance, even though he started two games, in my opinion, looked pretty damn good. All of a sudden, you know, he's too green. He's not ready. Even though it's February and we're not playing football for another seven months, no way he could get better in those seven months, right? What happened in this, in this last three weeks? Please inform I, me. I'll tell you what happened. I would love to know. What happened is that the 49ers, one of the executives, went on Twitter, searched up Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, I should say. Saw a guy by the name of Joel V. Moran at Joel V. Moran tweet. Jimmy Garoppolo is the only quarterback the Niners have won within the last five years. Tell me the other quarterback. And he's treated like he's done that. He's he's being treated like he's done absolutely nothing. Tell me the other quarterback you started from. I'll do you that favor. CJ Beathard, um, Nick Mullins. Brian Hoyer. The, Brian, all Brian pro Moore. guys. Hall yeah. of Famers, maybe. But the record with Jimmy G is significant. Because he's better. significantly better than CJ Beathard and Brian Hoyer. But my point is this. What are we talking about here? <laughs> the 49ers saw that. And, you know, I don't think it's... I think they'll trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Let me just put it out there. But I don't think it's an easy decision because... Oh, this is this is how it gets done. Do I think Trey Lance has the talent to be a great quarterback in the NFL? Absolutely. He's He has special talent. But coming out of college, there was a reason why I had him ranked below Lawrence, below... Um, Zach Wilson below Mac Jones 
higher than Fields, though. There's a reason for that. He hasn't had much playing experience. Trey Lance, this is how mine. 2018, didn't play his freshman season at North Dakota State. 2019, started 16 games through 28 touchdowns, zero picks, 287 pass attempts. That's that's nothing. Yeah. Matt Jones in his one in 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 his, in his uh, uh, best year at Alabama threw like three hundred eighty five passes. I would love to see Trey Lance's rushing attempts though. He probably had like over a hundred. Trey Lance in North Dakota State's offense. I've said it before. I'll say it again. North Dakota State is a powerhouse in their conference. They're the Alabama of their conference. Nobody can compete. They didn't just win a national championship with Trey Lance. They won with Carson Wentz. They won with Easton Stick, who's a backup with the Chargers. He, I don't think I think he got cut. He's not even there anymore. It was a play action heavy offense. Against twenty nineteen numbers, they're stupid. He had forty two total was, touchdowns. It was a it was a play action offense. Trey Lance wasn't forced to do much. There was a lot of inaccuracies. What happens in twenty twenty? He played one exhibition game, which he didn't play well. Then in 2021, this past season, he didn't play at all. Well, he he did play, but he sat behind Jimmy G most of the year. He has had, he's played one full season in four years. I think that is a bit alarming. From what I saw on tape versus Seattle, he wasn't very good. He had that one deep pass to Debo, which inflated his stats a little bit. But that game, he wasn't good. Versus Arizona, wasn't good. Versus Houston, he was okay. He, played a good he game. missed a lot of he missed a lot of throws. He left a lot of plays on the field in that game and threw an interception that was like it was a bad one. It was horrible. It was bad. I'm not quite sure Trey Lance is is, is ready. I, I really don't. And it's not a bad thing. It's not an indictment that oh they picked the wrong guy or the wrong quarterback. It's just maybe he needs one more year to sit. That's it. And I know you look at those numbers in college. I'll say it again. He played in a weak conference where his team is a powerhouse. And put up video game numbers. He did everything you could possibly no, no, imagine. These are video Who, who's games. their receiver, though? You know who he is? Who? Christian Watson. Coming out this year. Yeah, and he's a goddamn beast. Watch him be a goddamn dog okay, in, in the NFL. in 2019, he was a freshman. So we're using him to... Take away from Trey Lance. I'm just saying, if you watch, I know the stats are eye popping. And when I, before I even knew about Trey Lance, I looked at the stats and they they blew me away as well. But when you watch the tape on Trey Lance in college, it was a lot of this guy's open by 20 freaking yards. Oh, that was inaccurate. That was a high ball. He didn't make a lot of NFL level throws I'm in still, college. You still don't answer my question. What happened the last three weeks that went from Jimmy G is getting traded and he's talking to the front office to all of a sudden now? Oh no, you know we might keep him. I told you, they saw my tweet. Okay. I'm playing. Okay, the real reason I think is that I think you made an excellent point. They probably are driving up the price on Jimmy Garoppolo, but I think teams see right through that. I think the real reason is that maybe Trey Lance wasn't. 100% guaranteed the starting job next year. I, I, you know, I, Jimmy Garoppolo is under contract for one more season at $20 million. That's, that's Still. literally cheap. That's nothing. Run it back with Jimmy G. Then he's off the books. Then you, he, if he, I'll tell you this, if Jimmy Garoppolo leaves in free agency next season, they can get conditional draft picks for him. Yeah. Regardless. I mean, they could, but they're going to get draft picks if they trade them. So. And the thing is, what Adam Schefter said is a great point. The 49ers have a team that's ready to win now. Is second-year Trey Lance 
does he give you a better chance to win than Jimmy Garoppolo right now? Yes. I don't know if he does. I Jimmy he G might. just had the second or third most turnover worthy plays in the game. He was not good in the playoffs. He was good down the stretch. He was once dealing the with a came, broken thumb, bro. I understand that. I get it. But there's no excuse to have the second or third most turnover worthy plays in the league. Let, he me, had like just, 35. let me just explain it to you. The injury Garoppolo played through yes. in the playoffs is the same one Chris Paul has right now that has him sidelined for six to eight weeks. Jimmy was playing through that. Like, we got to get this man a break. Like, all he does is be a yes. great leader. I know winning, I don't like using winning as a quarterback stat, but he's won, and his stats this year weren't bad. But San Fran won because of him or in spite of him? I'm not saying that they, I think it was a balance of both. There, I would just say they won with him. There were there were some, the there were some games that Jimmy Garoppolo played lights out. There were some games like the Tennessee Titans game on primetime Thursday yeah. night where he folded. I agree. And the last drive against the Rams. But it's bro, not it's not like, like a it's, sore it's thumb. Not, but I'm not saying it's not like every single week you look at Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers and you're saying, oh, they're winning because in spite of him. I think there were there was that a Green there Bay was a, game. There was a stretch was a in, win. in the playoffs. Correct. I mean, he was playing, like I said, broken like a broken thumb, basically. I get it. Yes, that's hard and to play. And a shoulder, through. strained shoulder. Like, come on, bro. I'm, no one's question is toughness, though. It's just better not. I'm not. It's because I'm not going out there and throwing with that thumb or shoulder. No way. But I look at Trey Lance and his skill set, even if he's not a perfect passer right away, what he brings just with his legs alone. And then as long as he's a decent passer, give me that over what Jimmy G is right now. But if now. he can't hit those routine throws, easy he can. completions, he can. He can. on it's a just, consistent basis. Bro, it. he looked good against Houston. He did. I thought he was okay. He looked good. He was okay. He started three games. That's what I'm saying. And you it's can't, like, you can't really. He came in and his, I never said I didn't put out a verdict. I'm just saying you are measuring Trey Lance by his potential. I I know is he, that fair? Yes, yeah, I, I know. Really I know. Off. I know Trey Lance has Pro Bowl, yes. All Pro potential. What I'm saying is that maybe he's not going to reach a year two. Maybe it's better okay. he sits one more I year. See, I saw rather, Lamar his his last season. His first Trey year Lance starting. Is not Lamar, though. I understand that, but I saw Lamar. Not even close. I saw Lamar's. He's a, he was a better prospect coming out. No, he's not. He was. Mm-mm. He was drafted fourth overall. Mm-mm. Third. Third. No. Sorry. That doesn't mean he's a better prospect. Nah, that doesn't mean a, they whiffed on Lamar. Now nah, he was a better prospect. They they tried him out at wide receiver, or they tried to make him a wide receiver. Trey Lance is a better receiver. prospect off of one full season in a in a cupcake conference. We're talking about when the draft was going on. They were trying to belittle him to say that he was a Bill running Polian back. Bill Polian did, yeah. Bill Polian did. But just because Lamar fell doesn't make him a worse prospect. It just means mm. people missed on him. That's I understand what you're saying. People point. did miss on him, but I also would say so coming you, out, so, Lance I mean, is a better prospect. You, your eyes, when you watch Lamar at Louisville oh, oh, and on, Trey Lance at NDSU, you think... No, come on. You well, think Lamar has more of like the pilot we're talking about. Plays. Listen, we're talking about how the media perceived them, not about how we perceived them. We understood what Lamar uh, Who cares about the what the media thinks? I'm talking about what y'all think. Oh, but come on, Lamar. I think Lamar, Lamar was a better was prospect amazing. coming out of college. Lamar was amazing. The fact that he was the, the oh. fifth quarterback taken was egregious. All I was trying to say was Lamar's first year starting when he came in for Flacco, he was not a good passer. A lot of the things went with his legs. And I think, I think Trey Lance would easily be able to do what Lamar did those last few games. And I think he would be even better than he was, especially he's going to have two full seasons, two off seasons with Shanahan, with his offense. Another thing that goes into it too is that Kittle's getting older and you don't know how his body's going to hold up. Wouldn't you rather put Trey Lance in a situation where you have one of the best tight ends in the league? You have Debo Samuel, who has just entered the prime of his career. Ayuk. You have Brandon Ayuk, who's an Great exciting line. number two, yeah, an like- unbelievable offensive line, excuse me. You have a great run game, regardless of who you put back there. 
And if it's going to be Elijah Mitchell, that's a bonus. And you have Trey Lance, who has that ability to use his legs to make thing to make plays happen. I figure if there's a time to do it, it's now. You want to give it. You want to put him in a situation where he's surrounded by a great supporting cast. Trey Lance starts. Pencil me in. Niners win the division. Ooh, I'm not. I'm not Pencil in on in. that. Rams. Sorry, kid. They might not even be third place or second place. Arizona. Seattle. I'm not sleeping on them. Russ is coming back. Seattle's they're sorry. They have mad cap space. You know that, right? Who's going to play in Seattle, bro? That's a question. But they do have cap space, though. Who's going to play? Okay, I'm, I'm they just might saying. trade Russ. My, my final point is that I ultimately think Jimmy G gets traded. But if the 49ers keep Jimmy G and want to sit Lance for one more season, I'm not opposed to that. I, 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 would, I would agree with the decision. I mean... Like it's not the end of the world, but I think if you take a guy number three and you trade up to get him, you want to see him year two. Doesn't like, mean you got to play him right away. Bro. I also want to say, forget about the passing numbers because you're right. The passing numbers, if you just look at them blindly, they look crazy. He rushed for over 1,100 yards, dude. He's a freak. He had he had 14 touchdowns. He had 42 total touchdowns. <laughs> I understand it was a cupcakes league, but like, what more? Do you, like, what more is supposed to do? Search up Easton Stick college stats. You're going to see similar numbers. But there's a reason why Easton Stick wasn't the third overall pick. Yeah, because he doesn't have the talent, but the production yeah. was the, the exact same. Exactly. I, I, under, I understand that, but there's a reason why he was taken number three overall. His his talent is insane. His upside's ridiculous. I know. doesn't mean he's ready now, though. We'll see. Last topic of the episode. The NFL is partnering with the XFL. So the NFL and XFL have reached a partnership Agreement that will focus on creating innovation innovation programs and protecting the health of players. The XFL announced Monday will not include player sharing for developmental purposes. It's launching in February 2023. The NFL will experiment with new rules, equipment, prospective officials, and coaches. And the owner of the XFL told ESPN that the partnership with the NFL isn't intended to put the XFL in position as a developmental league said they are a spring league and that's that so what are your thoughts on this partnership what do you think about it the xfl wasn't always the most exciting thing to watch but they did have some really cool rules and you know different innovating things and i think the number one thing the nfl is going to take away is the kickoff you know i think what the xfl was able to do i forgot the exact rules i think no one's able to move on either side of the ball but the exact rules are that the kickoff for team the kickoff for team yeah Kickoff kick and return. Kick return yeah. The kickoff team lines up at the 30-yard line. The return team lines up at the 35. They're five yards apart, basically, and they cannot start moving until the return man Touch the ball. touches the ball or the ball bounces for, like, Round. three seconds. Because yeah. I remember seeing some stat where, like, the injuries on kickoffs were, like, nothing. And that's one of the biggest things the NFL has changed over the last few years. But because of that, we've seen so many more like touchbacks and not as mu- not not as much exciting moments. But I think the number one thing is going to be kickoffs. I could see them implementing that pretty soon. Be able to take down the injuries while still having kick returns, which the fans want to see. And the NFL sometimes could be slow to changing rules, but I feel like when they change rules, it, it usually works out. And now, question: Do you guys think that this will be like a G League for the NFL? You just said no, right? No, mm-hmm. you don't think so. They, XFL said they, they aren't it's, going to be developmental. It's league. funny. The NFL is the biggest league and they're the only league that doesn't have any sort of developmental league. But that's why I say that. Like, you but don't it, think that it, an event, even, that's my real question. Do you I, think I that think, it'll lead to that? I don't think the XFL will ever be a developmental league for the NFL, but that does not mean that players can't go to the NFL. Yeah. That, PJ that's, Walker. You know, I but I, I don't think, it. 
I don't think the XFL is going to allow itself to be used as the NFL's training camp. That's what I'm kind of the, the, like the, like, the NFL's practice. The NFL's practice squad. I'm guessing. I'll be know? honest. That seems enticing to me as a fan. I'm seeing yes. these players that have the caliber to go to the NFL. I feel like players kind of feel the same way. The like, XFL wants to have its own thing. It just sucks because like you're never gonna get like the top court. Like it's never gonna be as interesting because the quarterbacks aren't gonna be as good. The receiver, you know, like you're gonna be used to NFL Sunday seeing different. the top of the top compared. That's to true, but XFL. I mean, when I watched XFL, I had a blast watching PJ Walker. And it's different wants and needs as as a player playing the XFL towards or as opposed to the NFL. As NFL quarterback, what you want and what you what you I guess more so what you want. You want the legacy. You want to be remembered for the history of the game because of how historic the NFL is with all the greats that have come into this league and left their mark. The XFL, unless you're trying to make the XFL a global type thing, it's going to be hard to to ever really leave your mark on something like that. The Rock is the owner now, right? Correct. Yeah, he's like a co-owner with other people. But when when he was at the Super Bowl, I kind of already knew this was coming. I even I was in my class and like my PR class and I was like, The Rock being there tells me the XFL and the NFL are, are probably going to get into a partnership. And voila, like a couple of days later, it happens. I will say this. I love the NFL and XFL partnership for these two reasons, for these two innovative rules that the XFL put in place. So the point after touchdown, no more field goal attempts. There's three different options. None involve a kicker. Offense plays from the two. An offensive play from the two is worth one point. A play from the five-yard line is worth two points. And a play from the 10-yard line is worth three points if you want to be really aggressive. And I love their overtime rules. Each team gets possessions. They're going to get possessions. It consists of five rounds. No coin toss, and it's a shootout. Each offense gets up to five one-play possessions. Teams get two points for each successful conversion and they alternate possessions until one team is eliminated, and they start at the five-yard line. If it's tied after five possessions, then it's sudden death. The overtime rule just seems so arcadey. Like, that's not football. That's not where you play for the first 60 minutes, you know? It's cool. Like, it's fun to watch, I'm sure. I just, like, if a playoff game gets decided by that, I'll be sick. You know? That seems seems fair. I think it seems fair. No, no, fair as in what he's saying. It's just, it's completely different to every other football game you've ever done you know like no, i'm with you i agree with that but what is overtime supposed to be an extra like to end the i game mean quick. just think about how the basketball NFL wants, is the nfl wants the game to be over as soon as possible yeah but like what is fair for both teams i think this is a fair thing for both teams I've, i have no problem with the overtime rule why is playing the quarter not the fair thing the full quarter yeah why is that the not nfl the fair doesn't thing? want to play 75 minutes of football 60s then, then enough. Don't, 60 gets do, enough injuries. Then don't do the 15. Run, run a set, uh, an eight-minute quarter. But then you could have a team who just kills the eight minutes. And if they do that, that's credit to them. But what's the difference between scoring a touchdown on your first drive? Credit to them. If you, if you the defense, let an offense stay on the field for eight minutes, you deserve to lose. If you let them score a touchdown. Oh, no. A touchdown, fair. You know what I'm saying? Like, fair, fair. Okay, so they also have this. They have a double forward pass. So you can do two forward passes but there's a catch in order to do the double forward pass like it can't pass the line of scrimmage you yeah, know so sense. you know and because sometimes when there's a gadget play 
in order for it to be legal, you have to throw it behind, behind you. So this way, like you can throw it in front as long as it's not over the line of scrimmage. So you could do like a touch pass and then throw it again. Yeah, yeah. basically, that's also an innovation, innovative rule that they have as well. That uh, that could be cool. Yeah, as long as it's behind the line of scrimmage, that could be. I cool. I also don't know. I don't mind getting rid of the extra the extra point doing it from the two. I don't love the three point conversion. The three point sounded goofy. That, that feels like a from four ten. That feels like a four point shot in the NBA. Just from like, the ten yard line though, that's crazy. But that just changes the game, OD. I just feel like they shouldn't like. They're trying to get rid of kickers. I don't think they should get rid of kickers. Yeah. No, I shouldn't. I, I absolutely am 100% against that. Yeah. Kickers have had so much to do with the history of NFL. Tom For Brady sure. wouldn't be Tom Brady if he wasn't with Adam Vinatieri. What I like the most about this partnership is that they're going to develop prospective referees. I think the NFL referees have been bad for a while now. For as long as I've been watching, and I understand they have a job to do. Something interesting I didn't know. Did you know that referees aren't full-time NFL employees? It's ridiculous. They have other jobs on top of being referees. The NFL multi-billion dollar industry can't even pay for the refs. Yeah, I don't understand how you expect the product to get better. So in terms Ed Hockley isn't a millionaire? Without it. No. That's nuts. I mean, he's he's been in the NFL. I'm sure they get paid decent, but... I feel like people are going to complain about referees. Gene Steratore. Even if you're amazing, you're going to, like, people are going to complain. Gene Steratore But is refs a are pretty bad, though. I know. For the NFL. But even, like, the one, like, the Hotchleys and the, like, the guys who've been around forever still get shit on. I get it, but I, I think as a whole, the referees need They can need improve. Upgraded. I just don't think, it, no one's ever, no one's going to be satisfied with the refs. Yeah, because, you know, they're human. They're going to make mistakes. Yeah. I understand that. But I think the XFL is a good way for referees to develop in that league. Yeah, that makes and sense. And then come into the NFL. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You know, pay these guys a full-time salary. Yeah, come on. Like, it's a it's a tough job. Take care of these guys. You make so much money. A Super Bowl ad costs, like, <laughs> tens of millions. I was going to say, you could pay for most of their salaries with, like, five Super Bowl ads. You could play Not even. You can pay for their salaries with one Super Bowl ad. Literally. So I don't I don't understand the big deal. I don't either. But that's going to do it for this episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. This was episode 157. You can follow us on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod, on Instagram and TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast. Thank you guys for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time.